Happy New Year's Eve, guys, and welcome to the episode of Let's Talk Dubs. We're releasing this on Thursday night, New Year's Eve, 2020, headed into 2021. We sit down tonight, do a roundtable with George T. and also Stephen Hartlauer. Uh, it's a good podcast. We talk about a lot of cool things. Steve Hart, Stephen Hartlauer comes to the table with his favorite episodes of the podcast this year, as well as uh, we pick our favorite covers for Hot PW's Magazine. We also talk about a lot of different intricate detailed things and some of our New Year's resolutions, things we want to do for our VW hobby for the next year. If you want to support the podcast, your favorite podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com slash store. Pick up some merch to support your favorite podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And at the end of this podcast, you'll hear some shout outs for people that reviewed the podcast this last week. So without any further ado, guys, let's get into it. The last round table of 2020 on this week's episode of Let's Talk Dubs. Okay, everybody. Well, on today we're doing our New Year's Eve podcast that'll probably come out New Year's Day. So it's a New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day show. And we've got a special guest in the studio. So we're doing a roundtable today. And our guest in the studio is Stephen Hartlier. Stephen, what's up? What's up? So Stephen's one of our buddies and we'll get into him in just a minute. George is on the podcast. George, what's happening? Not a whole lot, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, um, so welcome to the podcast, guys. And uh, Steven, again, everybody caught up on Steven Hartlar. He's one of our local Vegas buddies, and uh, he's a big fan of the podcast. So um, I always threatened that one day I'd drag him on the podcast. And we were doing, since we're doing a little bit of a year-end podcast, I figured I'd drag you on here, and uh, we get to chat with you for a minute. So, Steven, just to get everybody up to speed, so run through a list of your cars and uh, and kind of tell everybody what you got and what you're into. Um, well, my first car... Uh was a 64 that I only had for a few months in my second car I bought was an oval 56 and I bought that when I was 15 and I still have that car that's the oval that you your dad cruises around sometimes yeah you're driving the bus it's not I mean no 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 we know it's not a show car it's not a show car but you know it's a that's all right bro we're allowed to we'll still talk to you we'll still talk to you you think we all drive show cars come on yeah and then um I bought a 60 semi foot ragtop car out of Pahrump. Well, not a whole list of everything, but just what's in your current stable that, right now. I still love that one. You still have the, the semi four car? Yeah. Got a few. That's why I'm working on it. Yeah. Bro. You yeah. got problems. It's been uh, 16 years. And then and then I also, and then I have my 66 bus. Mm-hmm. That, what what uh, kind of bus? It's a, it's an 11 window standard. Mm-hmm. It's velvet green and white. So Very nice bus, by the way. Yeah. And, and this is a hold on. How long are we in the podcast? We're like a minute in. And that's the same color the Bull Run bus was. Go ahead. Everybody can take a shot now because I mentioned the Bull Run bus. The Bull Run bus was velvet, was velvet green. Uh, I was like, white, this bus was red and black? What are you talking white about? White over like, velvet huh? green was the original color. But I just had to mention that. was just for beard stretcher, bro. Yeah. And Good. then, um, so I had. Stretch it. I, I bought that in 2003 when I was 17 before uh-huh. before buses were, like, cool, you know? Right. Well, what year? 2003. They were already cool. My bus came out in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, I got it painted in 2014, and it rolled. I rolled it around without interior. Ha, well, here's crazy. It's sitting on BRMs. Have you seen the picture of my bus in original paint on BRMs? I have not. Yeah, bro. We were, we were like twins before you Twinsies. even were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And <laughs> so I rolled it around without interior right. for like four years. And yeah. I got the interior finished in 2018. 
and uh it's been i've been driving it finished for and that bus is done and and you're hoping to see it featured sometime soon but it's a a nice cruiser bus yeah uh, motor in that thing it's a 2332 oh yeah busted out the excuse me sir (laughs) go ahead 2332 and who built the motor uh ron jones Oh, okay. Yeah. Our boy, a friend, a friend of RJ, RJ, Ron Jones. You can find him over to RC Trans in the back. Look for a little dude who's grouchy, super grouchy. <laughs> That's our boy, Ron. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to my boy, Ron, if he's even listened to this. So, um, so Steven's a fan of the podcast. We wanted to bring him on the show. And we're doing kind of a year in review and going back and looking at some stuff. And, and Steven's always been a guy like that. That He's always hit me up, called me about the podcast, tell me what he give me some feedback. Went out. So I thought he's a, a good fan of the podcast. And I thought we would have him go on uh, and talk about some of that. Go ahead, George. Well, let's not forget he made the neon sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, now, yeah no I, disrespect. So you guys saw that super dope neon sign that I have. That's my boy Hartlauer made that sign. Uh, Hartlauer signs. Hartlauer signs here in Las Vegas. They've been they've been laying down some neon pipe on the on the fellas here on the strip for a, a long time. It's One of the last analytics. shops to actually still offer neon. So yeah. that's actually why that was built, which is so awesome about it. Yeah. Yeah. So his dad's got a pretty rad set of tools, and he can do a lot of stuff. So. He's Yes. Repair, man. Shout out for repair. the sign because the sign is pretty dope, dude. Nah, I appreciate the sign. I mean, not a lot of. I mean, w- listen, when your podcast goes big time like this one, yeah. Spotify was hit. <laughs> Spotify was hitting me up, and I was like, "Yo, bro, you guys got Rogan, dude. That's just too, you know, I'm, too I'm much competition. Hold on to that, right? Well, See how that works out for you. It was at Octo. I was talking to George. I was like, "I want to build your brother a sign for his show." Yeah. And then George was like, "That'd be really cool. Let's do it." We yeah. were around the campfire at the beach yeah. in Huntington. Yep. And I was like, "Let's do it." <laughs> was someone's hand on your leg? Like, oh, no, we were just talking oh. about it, and it, it took it took several months to get it done, just because I was like doing it. No, it's also rad, moving right? shops it's, and everything yeah, else. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. rad. I appreciate it. it's one of my favorite things that I have for my podcast. So thanks for that. Yeah, you're, you're, maybe um, Bill will have an interjection of that picture in the blog when you follow along with this episode. I could, right? I could, <laughs> I could have a picture of that. So we, what we want to do this year is we we want to talk about some. I know uh, last time on the live stream we had George go through some of his favorite episodes and. Um, since you're a fan of the podcast, I talked to you and I said, bring a list of your favorite episodes so we could talk about in our year in review, we could talk about some of your favorite episodes. So what in, in your list of episodes, what do you got there for us? Um, well, well, I listened to all the episodes. So, so you're caught up. You're like tapping yeah. your foot waiting for Friday. <laughs> like, where's the new episode? I, I am because I drive across town to take my son. So I have a 15 minute commute in the morning and in the afternoon, three days a week. So I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and, um, I get caught up on them pretty much right away. But, uh, the ones that I like this year were, I like a lot of the history ones mm-hmm. and a lot of the technical stuff. And I also like a lot of good conversations. Now, did you just, you just looked at 2020? I looked at 2020 Okay. and just a, a list of a couple that, that I thought were, were very informational. A lot, you know, mm-hmm. I learned a lot from these episodes and or were good conversations. Um, Claus missing or yeah, yeah, with the Hebmuller. Claus, Klaus missing. Claus missing. Not, you know, I called him Claus. Claus probably fifty times, and um, he hit me with we'll his red. Klaus. He yeah. hit me with his red bag. He was like, "Bro, stop it, stop it." <laughs> I I, I like that episode. I learned a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, I I knew a lot about Hebmullers, but it took it into like. Depth I, I, I think it gave you an understanding learned. of how rare that car yeah. is. Yeah. Like, cause but, I was like, Oh, Hebs. Cause we saw them growing yeah. up. Like, ah, oh, no big deal. Hebs. They probably got thousands of those laying around. Like, and you realize like, yeah. Oh no, they don't. And you I know? think sometimes when you, when we see all the Hebs, it's like, Oh, those are big money cars. that only big money guys have. And if you listen to that podcast, there was a couple of guys that were able to snatch them up fairly cheap. Yeah. And, and this was even maybe less than 10 years ago. And, and when I say fairly cheap, I mean, 
if you're buying it for 20, 25 grand, that's yeah. super cheap because we all know that now they're, they're pushing six figures for those cars. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, so the, how that one came about is pretty interesting. Um, my buddy, so Klaus, I, I had, uh, dinner Klaus. with him, Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. Well, it's not supposed to like Klaus is a OUS, so I don't know. You know what I mean? Either way, Mr. Missing. Um, when I talked to him, what was funny is he and I had dinner. I had dinner at the Cow Look Dinner in 2014 when I went to um, the European Bug In. Uh, I don't mean to drop that on you guys, but uh, don't kid yourself. I was coattail riding for my buddy Chris. My buddy Chris Cox called me up, and they were there. And him and Daryl Vatone, not Daryl Vatone, I'm sorry, um, Joe Horvath, had rented an RV and they were cruising around. And then I, I flew into Belgium connect with those guys and i was just purely coattail riding because when my buddy chris had gone before he had gone to the vw museum and he's he was a heavy hitter in the vw scene so full-on coattail riding guys so don't think i'm big dealing it right so i i was able to go into the cow look dinner that they have at the european bug in and they give everybody these pamphlets and i think i have a plaque and some stuff for it and i had met him at the cow look dinner um, because he's buddies with christian and grunman and all these guys and, you know, we just got to chatting a little bit. I probably made some less than funny jokes. And uh, <laughs> I get a phone call or a text message from um, another friend of mine who I want to have on the podcast, uh, Craig. And I don't know why Craig's last name escapes me right now. But uh, Craig, Craig hit me up on Instagram. He said, hey, my buddy Claus is coming into town and wanted to know maybe – you guys hook up and hang out for a little bit. I said, dude, I would love to have a podcast with him because I know he's big time into, you know, he's got an early barn door and he's got uh, the Heb Mueller stuff and he's a big, he's a big stock guy. And one of the things I dug into on that podcast was like what makes stock guys, like what, what makes them appreciate like stock antiquated vehicles? Cause a lot of us look at them as like these cars that we want to take and modify and make them fast and make these ridiculously economy-based vehicles make them drag cars. We completely or, yeah. change the characteristics of the vehicles that we chose. Yeah, yeah. and, and None, unless you're keeping stock, and we my, completely change. And them. my thing to him was like, well, what what is it about stock? And for him, it was like they love the simplicity of the car, like the absolute bare necessities that that car Agreed. has. So it was yeah. kind of, it was kind of cool. But you know, he had a lot of cool stories. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that one because there's a story in there about a guy where a guy had died in some village in Sweden, Switzerland, somewhere over there where there's lots of people from Europe. And mm -hmm. the guy had died. His car, the, the car had, yeah, I just pinpointed that for you. And the guy had died and they had buried, uh, not buried, but put his Hebmuller shell inside the garden. Like they had it in the garden, like a planner. Yeah. And then some dude found it and then drug it out of there, made the connections to find it, to buy it from the guy. And like, but they put it in there like as a, as a, Tribute to the is that the one that story. Elliot Van Seal's doing? Because it yeah. looked like it was a it flower bed at one time. <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's funny because it's it, it's all connected, you know, like because Elliot, Elliot knows Claus and and, yeah. and Christian and all these guys, and as you start getting all these guys connected on all this stuff, you see how small the hobby is, and and, and Elliot's like a, a real custom guy, yeah. And then now he's starting to move into the stock stuff. So I think it's it's one of those things as you mature through the hobby, you're because I guarantee uh, oh, yeah. kind of like change a little bit, kind of like you. The one car that would always fire up was the oval no, window yeah. when it was stock. No question. Without, I mean, you know, I know I can walk up to Kim's car right now and fire sit it and for not months. even exactly can sit for months. Yeah. yeah so that's the beauty of the stalkers, and I think that's what a lot of guys, who especially someone like Elliot, who does have the fleet of uh, amazing vehicles. I mean, ridiculous. If, if you guys actually follow him on Instagram, it's ridiculous what he owns. But 
like you said, every car needs something. Every car you have to do something to, and then you get in that car. Yeah. As long as it's got juice in the battery, it'll fire and go. You know. Yeah. And so uh, I just want to touch on that so people can, if they haven't listened to those episodes, they'll go back and listen to those episodes. Now, what other episodes you got on there? Um, Nate from Wagons West was also a good one for me because, uh, you know, right after that podcast, my dad actually ended up ordering a complete front end for his double cab. That we're oh, building. I didn't yeah. get a commission. I'm going to give a commercial to <laughs> Nate at Wagons West. Yeah, there is no better suspension out there than that guy. Yeah. I, I had to tell that to your dad. He was like, well, what about <laughs> this guy? I said, listen, yeah. order what about from Nate. shim sham yeah, flim like, flam yeah, suspension. Stop, stop it, know, everybody. Like there's one dude that does bus suspension the best and his name is Nate at Wagons West, just so you guys know. And it was also a very good podcast just because you guys talked it was a good conversation too it was totally like, it was so it was just it was so f- all the best conversations yeah. are fluid com- or all the best fluid. podcasts are fluid conversations where both people can sustain it yeah well know? and also yeah. um it, i think it's one of those deals where you know i really ask the questions from the standpoint of a guy who could possibly buy it what i'm what i'm looking at and because i've had lowered buses and i started with the um you know, with the busways learning kits, which you learned about that history on the Steve Phillips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. like that's that that's the cool part. Like all this stuff crosses to crosses it's all over connected. together. But you know, talking to talking to Nate, it's like I I'm asking it from like an enthusiast standpoint and then how he moves it into a business deal, you know, like turns it into his full time business and all that. But it, yeah. it you know, some of the best podcasts come from guys that are decent at telling a story. Yeah. You know what I mean? For and, sure. And, and some people can't tell a story because their their minds moving so quick they get over sensitized and they start they start darting off to the left and to the right and that podcast with Nate was pretty good I like that one yeah yeah um going down the list Ron Loomis uh, was a good one as well because I had bought a Carmen Ghia that I was I was gonna make a I was gonna drag race a few years ago before you know, I had went through my divorce and stuff. So before you sat in the car and you're like, "What am I doing?" Carmen Gia. <laughs> Gia. No disrespect to Gia's, but I know when I get in it, man, that that door creeping over Real my shoulder tight. always gives me a little bit of like, yeah. A, yeah. I, I I literally my head touches the headliner when I would drive Kim 66. Yeah. Seat all the way back, leaning all the way back, and my head would still touch the side of it. I'd feel it rubbing as I drove down the street. Well, I traded my race my race car for a a street car, and mm-hmm. then I got that running, and then I drove it for two weeks. And then I turned around and sold it right after the the, the show out in Boulder City. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you were, were going to build a – so you were talking to Loomis? Like were you talking about it being no, in a cage just, or what? No, I wasn't talking to him. Uh, I was just, you know, interested. Getting interested in drag racing and stuff. And then I started talking to him about clutch management when I was when I was originally building that motor. And we were talking about the Rev 6 and stuff like yeah. that. And, and – Moses is supposed to pony up for one of those, so we actually get to see one in action. You mean El Cheapo? El Cheapo. <laughs> Bro, if you ever heard the way he dropped it in front of me, he rated me how, like, oh, $1,600? Yeah, yeah, I need to get one of those. Like, yeah. Anyways, bro. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, listen, and that's the other thing on the podcast. We, what we did with Loomis, and we really got in-depth about the Rev 6. Exactly. Who knew? How long has that been out? And none of us, all of us who have these silly Kennedy 1700s and the freaking hardest pedal to push in our in our buses, None of us knew about that even being available yeah. until it was brought to light on the podcast. VW people are really, really good at making stuff. They're just and really keeping a terrible. Secret. No one's going to know about they're this. They're terrible at marketing. <laughs> yeah, agreed. No one's going to know. <laughs> and he's a super, like, I mean, the history would attach that dude. How many oh, cars, yeah. like, obviously I was a type three head when I first got into this. So when back. his notchback was the fastest one, you're like, of course it's a type three, man. Huh. Yeah, of course type threes <laughs> are so fast. Why not? All type threes are fast. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Stefan Rossi from uh, Ace. Ace. Ace, yeah. yeah. Ace. Um, Different level of builder right there. Man, yeah. that was a good, uh, such a good podcast. And cam timing, I didn't yeah. know it was a thing. All right. Yeah. I was like, my mind was blown when I found yeah. out that you can, because I'm, I'm getting ready to build a motor, a, a new motor for my bus. And the motor to my bus is going to go in my dad's double cab. Mm-hmm. So I'm Why, like, you don't like your cam- dad? I'm like, I'm like cam timing. <laughs> we got, I smoked gonna, him on the freeway. He's like, gonna, I said, you got a 2332, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cam timing. I didn't know it was a thing for Volkswagens. So no. I, bar- I actually borrowed the, tam- the cam timing gauge from George so that I can that I can do mine when I go to do it. So, Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of... That's the thing with the engine builders. There's a lot of detail that goes into building an engine the right way and actually, like that's the difference when people say balance and blueprint. Like, yeah. what, how do you build a house with a blueprint? Why? Because a blueprint is the detail that you're going to put into it to, to execute the finished product you're looking for. Yeah. So it's like some people think like, oh, throw a camshaft in there, fly cut the heads, get you some compression and bing, bang, boom, you're done. Like, yes, you'll get some, you will get more power without question. It's probably going to run hot. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's why, you know, with VW engines being so easy to build, just from a standpoint of if you've got the nuts to build one, like you, like the courage, and that's part of the hardest thing about anything to do, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, a guy that works for me in construction, like half the battle is a guy that's willing to try it. Because yeah. it's, it's not There's nothing to it but to do it, is what right. I always tell people, like, just do it. Like, right. you just got to put the effort into it and do it. But yeah. the, the thing that scares people is... Everybody thinks they need special tools. There's two schools of thought on that. Some guys are like, no, no, you don't need special tools. Just put it together, you know. Yeah, look, Stefan Rossi put that post up the other day. Of all the tools. his entire toolbox, the whole top of it, is nothing but measuring devices for yeah. engines. Yeah. I can tell you what. I built my engine. I didn't use. I used about six measuring devices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know what he's got going on, but he's building. But building. in the same respect, if you, like, let's say you were going to have, if I were going to have, if I were going to build my own engine, Mm-hmm. I'd first consult someone like Adam Wick, uh-huh. give him yeah. all the parts, have everything, clearance, spun balance, heads, all that stuff done. And then even still, there's still a lot of measuring and detailing that you need to do. But like if you get your heads done and they're CC'd, so there's a lot of that technology that's that's moved on to where we're now getting it uh, from the manufacturers or from the suppliers, you know, like pre, pre-CC'd heads or if it, probably a huge service that the VW, the VW scene could use would be a machine shop that would give you bearings and everything fit to the engine because that's probably the most critical part that gets yeah. sideways. You know, this I could imagine that would be a pretty expensive process for them to do what Stefan does to swap out bearings and like, okay, this one has the proper crush and all that. That that that'd be, yeah, yeah, you'd have to have a dedicated place to do something like that. You know, but but that just goes to show you, like, to take it full circle back to the fact you mentioned mm-hmm. the Ace Performance podcast. That guy is the man as far yeah. as an engine builder goes, in my opinion. Yeah, you he, just watch he, his feed and you're going, yeah. He definitely. Yeah. There's he, a reason why there's a waiting list for that dude's motors. Yeah, he definitely he, he definitely puts the the kind of detail. But like I said, so so is Adam. You go to Adam's oh. shop and the stuff that he's doing. I mean, that's like when you're when you're building. It's one thing to build engines for show cars that sit in a garage or do whatever. When you're building something that's going to be leaving the shop and going to run in the Baja 1000. Yeah. Yeah. Like you better be real good at what you're doing. And or not to mention some blind what those confidence. people have invested. Oh, in yeah. that motor. None of those, they're not building them on, oh, yeah, that used block, yeah, no. let's go with that. No, no, no. no. These people have What's ten said last to $20,000 in their a, engine. A 1600 was twelve five. I think he said, yeah. on that podcast. A 1600 is 12500 for a 1600 cc <laughs> motor. That's crazy. And, and you know, Adam Wick is an excellent engine builder. The carbon cab right above your head right there, mm-hmm. when I put that motor in, 
It fired. Yeah, it two, ran cra- two cranks and it just so fired good. Up. And that's but that's also the difference between a dyno a tuned engine, engine, correct? You know, correct. that's been yeah. dyno tuned and jetted and all that kind of stuff. So there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of wide open variables to building an engine, and it just depends on what your expectation is. And if you're wanting to get uh, well, you know, which everybody has that because everybody's like, I've been driving this. You know, I, I remember Scott used to brag about that 1800 cc motor. And if Mike Kennedy's listened to this, you little snake, you gave it, <laughs> you gave it to Scott Moses. You should have gave it to me. But it was an 1800, uh, an alleged 1835 that I don't think's ever been apart. The motor that he had in the trouble cab the whole time, and pulled it out of a garage, and dro- he drove the motor. He's drove the motor 15 years for that motor. And so the thought process is like, they're just. They're just bulletproof reliable, right? But that's a stock motor that's going to rev to a certain amount. And it's not, you're not going to be pushing, squeezing all kinds of horsepower. Once you cross a certain threshold, like two times the factory horsepower, now tolerances get real critical about lo- yeah. long-term, you know, long-term uh, engine life. So that's the th- I think the difference where a lot of people end up just thinking like, oh yeah, I'll j- I can just build this thing and then people get them built and they're not happy with the, they don't get the long-term performance, but the psychology of the VW drivers, like I expect it to last. I, I had a 1600 that it, I, mean, I put it in every car that I had for 12 years and I, I it would be half full of oil and the thing ran like a champ and I drove it to California. Like yeah, it was a 1600 bro. Yeah. Like it never revved over 5,500 RPM ever. There was no point to take it that high because it wouldn't go that way. But the psychology is there. You know, it's the same difference when in my business when I do jobs for people from California. They're like, I've never had the grout crack in my house in California. Like, you mean the earthquake capital of the world? Yeah. You never had a crack grout joint? Like, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just this, it's this, everybody has a, a better memory of of what they went through with their stuff. But I think what's changed is people and the the technology and reliability of modern day cars has have spoiled us you know what i mean like you're uh, for a car to get a hundred thousand miles no big deal vw had a badge like bro you made it you know what i mean like <laughs> but, but i mean and, and that's what you're talking about the differences of tolerance and performance and engine size and all that stuff but there's so also, there's so so much to learn another thing uh a little bit of the ltd family uh ace performance is now a ross wolf distributor boom so ross wolf always a supporter yeah. of the podcast now is working with Stefan over there. So if you need any of your Ross Wolf product, make sure you hit that boy up. And don't forget, guys, if you're hearing some of these companies for the first time, you know, make sure you let them know that you heard about them on Let's Talk Dubs because I want to make sure that the people that we get on the podcast, that they that they realize that, listen, I'm not going to lie to you guys. One day I'd love to do this full time and this would be my only gig. And you guys can only imagine what I'd bring if this was my only gig. Fire. But I'll be bringing the fire for sure. But... You know, make sure you heard them on Let's Talk Dubs. Mention that to the people so that they see the value of Let's Talk Dubs because I don't charge anybody for the podcast. I don't do any kind of stuff. We look for some sponsorship every now and again. Ross Wolf was gracious enough to sponsor us. I haven't been aggressively pursuing sponsors as much as I'd like to, but the more sponsorship we get, the more stuff that I do, the more the more shows we'll put on where I'm going to give away my money, like all the money I got from selling shirts, all that kind of stuff. That all got given away at the, yeah, the VW meet. crazy weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It's it's just part of the like doing it for the fun of the hobby, but doing as, it for the love. As for that, I bought a Fitech setup from AJ Sims mm-hmm. after listening to the podcast that I'm going to be putting on that new motor that I built. Yeah, that I'm building, and also when I, right after the Nate from Wagons West one, I told him that you know, hey, I heard you on Let's Talk Dubs, you know, because that's awesome. Because it, it, it well, was like it was those those podcasts that like brought those products to to light. To light. But, but yeah. I also think it's, it's when you get to, when you get to listen long-term in depth to somebody, cause 
you know, you get you call down there, get AJ on the phone, dude. That guy talk to you for an hour and a half. <laughs> but the reality is, like, if you can hear it in the comfort of like, because some people don't have the time to be on the phone for that long. But if you're hearing it on a road trip or whatever, and you and you're hearing it from the standpoint of a, a potential consumer, which is I'm always from that perspective because yeah. I'm a VW idiot, bro, and I want one of everything, dude. That, you know, like Elliot said, like I started my collection Same looking for one of everything, <laughs> and it's like. Everything I look at, I like turbo stuff. I think supercharged stuff is cool. I like stocks. I like some stock stuff. I like some of this, some of that. So there's always an angle of where I could, I, I, I when I'm asking questions, I ask as a consumer standpoint, and and it's because I want, I want to know from the standpoint of well, if I buy it, what am I, what am I getting out of it, and why is yours better, or what, what things have you done, yeah. to make what you're doing great, and the the thing that I like about about AJ that you learned on that podcast is that he spent, it's funny because it, it's really anything, if you start geeking out on anything, it gets super, you can get super dialed in on it. Like with him geeking out on the Fitech, there's a guy here in town that builds V8 cars and he has nothing nice to say about the Fitech stuff. He says it's Holly Sniper, Holly Sniper, Holly Sniper. He's working on V8s and he's a hot rod guy. He's not a geek out tech guy like AJ probably yeah. is where AJ really dug deep into the software, figured it out, did some of that stuff. And some guys don't, some guys don't maybe don't have the time for that or it's not into that. Like, but some things you get into and you really get into it and you can tell he's really into that EFI setup. I'd love to try I, you know, secretly I would love to do like a behind the shroud EFI single throttle body setup on the, on the carbon cab or on the bullring bus and put a big fat turbo oh, yeah. underneath it. I mean, how <laughs> sick would that be, dude? If you That'd had, nice. you know, just some, just disastrous amount of horsepower, but you know we know that there's limitations on things like that. But I just think you know th- those are one of my fantasies way off in the future when I'm let's talk dubbing it full time and getting you know all kinds of you know when I'm getting Joe Rogan money from the podcast. But we're it's a, it's a ways down the road, yeah, two, a bit. two or three months. <laughs> Might be a couple months before we get that. <laughs> you're getting there. But yeah, so the, the AJ Sims one, I like that one a lot because well, that was last year. Uh, yeah, that was he just brought it up because he's saying he supported yeah. it. as an LTD right. listener. He supported a guest. I yeah. guess you'd say that was on it to show that, you know, there, there is a difference. And if you guys, if some of you guys are listening out there, haven't listened to that AJ Sims podcast, it, uh, some, I think some people get scared about the length of the podcast because the three of us at this table, we listen to podcasts. Yeah. And so we're fans of podcasts. Do you look at the time of a podcast before you listen to it? No. no. See, Content. See Content that? to me. It's who's yeah, the guest, who's and that. That's and the funny part. Like I never it depends on what it is for me. Like if I look at the timeline, like I'm driving home and like I listen to some investing podcast yeah. and one pops up and it's like eleven minutes. I'm like, I got eleven minutes. I'm gonna be driving. I'm just gonna listen to this one right now. Like I normally it normally would get my backlog of stuff up because it was so short and it's just financial stuff. I was like, ah, right, let's check this thing out real quick. And that's when I look at the timeline. But like some of my favorites I listen to, like if I see it's like, honestly, if it goes a little longer than an hour, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. It, but it probably is probably good. a good conversation yeah. if it went that long. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I see it for like 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> if it's a long one. But yeah. So I was just curious from you guys as other podcast listeners. No. I, ne- you guys I never even taken consideration. No. Also, when I listen to it, I, I, I put them on at work. So I'm going to be there all day. Yeah. And obviously I have to pause all the time. if Someone comes up and talk to me, but it, I'll go through two podcasts a day and you're talking about Rogan podcasts that are three hours yeah. long, you know, with my lunch break and everything, usually I'll listen to two podcasts in one day. But I yeah. think I, my, one of my favorite things about the podcast about podcasting and podcasts in general is it's, you can dig deep and hone in on specific subject matter that you want to and yeah. have, you know, like George Knapp, right? George Knapp goes on uh, Rogan's thing yeah. and he's on there for three hours or two hours or whatever it is. 
but it's like George Knapp would never go on any TV show anywhere. They, they would three have them yeah. on a TV show. He, I bet George Knapp would gladly have done that. But what TV show is going to well, have on there? Go, oh, it's too long of a time frame. No one's going to listen saying, to it. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, when there's when there's in depth conversation to get into, it takes a while to get there, and there's lots of layers to it. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the other things that that I really enjoy about podcasts is that you can dig deep down into a subject and you get a lot of information out of it. Yeah. So I just listened to a whole series on the Manson family, mm-hmm. you know, where it goes into a lot of background that I had no get idea ready for about. Christmas. <laughs> you know, well, I was actually listening to another podcast and he talked about the fact that he listened to this podcast that gave like the whole different flip side of the the Manson family stuff. So I was like, well, I'll listen to it because actually right now a lot of people aren't putting out new podcasts. So when yeah. I'm going to the well. The well's dry. So it is, bro. A lot of my regulars are like, "No yeah. podcast this week. No podcast this yeah. week." I, I, I'll text you. And you, you feel and it like, because you're so caught up. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's coming out tomorrow, man. Yeah. <laughs> so go on with your list. Your next, the next on your list was what? Um, another good story was the lost drag bug that Dean Kirsten. Had oh yeah. yeah, yeah, which is in the works right now. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, and Buddy's painting it, and they're doing a preservation restoration yeah. on it. Like they're not; it's not going to be a mega over the top show yeah. car. It's being built in tribute to how it was. When you and saw that's that, the cool part about when, it. When you saw the blasted picture of the deck lid, and you see like how oh they made caveman that. the bump is in there, you're like, yeah, because it ain't Buddy bump. You know, like Buddy no, no, bumps no. on 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 uh, Gates. Was it Randy Gates who had the bumps? No, in the deck lid. No, that was uh, Jared. Jared Lemley on the notch had the pimple. Okay. So the pimple. They had the pimples. <laughs> But when you see his, it's like this super slick, like, and that one's like the top of an air, uh, an air cleaner. It's and top, it's like, it looks like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a mess yeah, putting in there, but funny. it's cool. It's, it's funny. Cool, it's the know? top of an air cleaner. but yeah. and, and that's the thing with those. Those are history. You know, that's part of the history of the yeah. hobby. And, and, then, and good on Dean for doing that. I mean, like, that's an investment for him. First off, all the effort he put into retrieving the car back from the podcast story, you know, yeah. and then what he's... He's got to be coming out of pocket to do what he's doing to Without it now. Question. So, yeah, obviously, they, well, no one doing it for free. And to, it's it, for him to know that little fragment of Drag yeah. Race history. Like, it's a short period of about a year and a half where where Daryl had that car. And, like, he campaigned that car. It was super quick. It was really, you know, it set a lot. Like, what's crazy is it set a ton of records. Yeah. And then it just vanished. And then... Had he not, because my understanding is the guy who owned it recently passed away. The guy that Daryl bought it from. Okay. Uh, not Daryl, I'm sorry. That Dean uh, bought it. Dean, Dean bought it from. And had that car, had whoever was in that person's family had that car fall in their lap, they'd have probably just dumped it for next to yeah, nothing. Yeah. It could have went to a, a wrecking yard or somebody could have had it and made their new drag bug out of it, not knowing through the, the deck lift to the, the side. It's a stupid that thing car. they did to it. Yeah. Chuck that thing off to the side and put some so, sweet pop offs on it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that that was that was a great podcast as well. He's always got good stuff. So I'm sure yeah. we'll I'm sure we will I'm sure we'll have him back. He, on. He's definitely a reoccurring guest. Obviously he's done two yeah. episodes so far and, and especially well, being plugged into the scene, he'll always have some. That's sort the other of story thing too. I want people that that are fans of uh Dean Kirsten's work to to document some stuff. Send me an email, some of the things you'd like to get a little in depth on with him in respect to some of the features he's done or any of that type of stuff. Because by all means we'd definitely have him back on. I mean, he's got he's just got this vast history of stuff and if he's ever out in vegas you know what i mean i'm gonna snag him and, and do that but uh yeah yeah go ahead so you were saying um another one i liked was lloyd key and the dns coupe that he found and what'd you like about that podcast i didn't know much about that car to be yeah. honest i found out a lot about that car because doesn't claude messing mm-hmm. run the dns registry no uh, there's a different guy that does the dns registry he does the he does the 
he does the early Carmen registry. The early Carmen registry. And yeah. he's also p- helps with the, there's a team of guys that do the Hebmuller registry, but it's, it's all kind of connected. But, I was like, what is this car? And I had a, you know, I, I really wasn't, I wasn't aware of the, of what it was. Yeah. And then, Agreed. I didn't know what it was. Now, as a matter of fact, if you guys go back to, and, and sometimes it's always good to go back to the blog page. Um, I found some updated pictures of that, some pictures, some photographs I took of that car when I was actually at Kelly park. And I took those pictures and uploaded them to the blog page and yeah. then reposted the blog page. Said, hey, I had some more pictures. But if I find pictures of stuff, because, you know, being in this hobby for so many years, I threw out some pictures, some, some throwback Thursday pictures today from 2009 that somebody yeah. took of me. And, and it's like, there, I have so many pictures in all these iPads and iPhones I got everywhere. And when I put those pictures out, these were pictures that I took of that car at the Kelly park show. When I actually first saw that car and then talking to Ron Huff, who helped Lloyd with the car. And then also talking to the, the previous owner where I kind of cornered him and I'm like the burning question. My mind was like, bro, not bro. It was an old man. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, bro. sir. <laughs> no. But I was like, I was like. I, the burning question in my head is like, how do you know? Because that is a six-figure car. Yeah. Like, and how, like, how are you going from the point of of you think you want a couple grand for this thing to now realizing you have the six-figure car and then you sell it? It's like antiques roadshow without like Dude, the, the fanfare. Like, well, what's crazy? Is they paid like they, they paid like four grand for it back in back in the sixties. That's huge well, that, well yeah the, uh, you look at my riviera if you're watching this on on the video the riviera over my shoulder the new price on that brand new msrp was 4900 bucks yeah so you're talking about a tiny little car about yeah. the same era 60s was that well the, 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 the story is the 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 woman wanted a porsche yeah <laughs> so like i can't get you a porsche but i got this knockoff thing over here <laughs> like close well, they, enough they, they, for thought, you. It w- they yeah. thought it was a they thought it was a porsche so but that was the, and I love bringing those stories out because, and I only know Lloyd and met Lloyd through Tony and those guys, um, you know, uh, Dave Barr, like DBK all those guys Kirk. in NorCal. That that's how I met. I, I'd met him just in passing, and uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot going on. So you're talking about like in the people of heavy hitters that get the phone calls when yeah. something comes up for sale. He's one of them. Claus is one of those guys. <clears throat> Claus is a guy. Lloyd's a guy. Yeah. Uh, Elliot's now on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like once you reach that list and there's another guy coming up that I'm going to be interviewing, that's going to be one of the guys that gets a call. So my goal is to have all the guys on here that are those guys that get the call. You yeah. know what I mean? When something rare comes up for sale because, you know, those guys are the ones – that are helping preserve some of the history and appreciate it. Yeah. And so, and, and I want to bring to the average VW guy who's in a street bug and all that stuff, but kind of take those layers down because I think the, the difference with that is driving in the car. You like the podcast, you like some of the stuff we talk about and you're willing to take a chance and listen to an episode on the Heb Mueller or the DNS or whatever. And then you, you hear a lot of really cool stuff about it and you get a little bit of history because when it's printed in, in print, yeah. You just skip over those pages. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I'm not yeah. really interested in this because there's been tons of articles on DNSs. There's been tons of, even the one that I did with uh, um, the Chop Top this year, uh, Crate Mueller. Yeah. Like, I didn't know anything about Crate Mueller. When they, and the only way I found out about that car was like through uh, the the guys at the Grand National Roadster Show. Yeah. And that was, the Carpo was the one that was like, yeah, have you heard of the, the first chopped bug? And I'm like, well, what do you mean the first chopped bug? He's like, in 1956? Yeah, this guy it? chopped it in 56, in yeah. 50, in 55, 55, 56. It was a 56, so he chopped it in 55. Yeah. And uh, 
it was like, I'm like, dude, this is crazy. But meanwhile, in 2000, I can't remember. I just I had the issue on my desk yeah. a little bit ago. Burley Burlisle, who's been on the podcast, did a whole photo shoot of this car because Burley chases down that that uh, that information, and he did a whole photo feature and layout and everything in hot in uh, I think it was Hot VWs. It was in Hot VWs, and I can't remember the the, the issue it had, but I have the issue sitting over there. And uh, so I think the main difference, though, is the fact, like in that article. Like, say if you were to start reading that article from beginning to end, mm-hmm. it's going to take you maybe 10 minutes to read the whole thing, 15 minutes maybe. Well, when you can actually talk to the person who did it for 30, 45 minutes, you know, however long that podcast was, yeah. and you're not just getting the story on, oh, yeah, I chopped this to bug. You know, you're getting his, all, you're getting his, getting his history too, yeah. why he did it, all that stuff. So. That dude, had a he had a propensity for picking cars that make people not like you, like hot rod a bug. Well, he hot rodded a Corvair. Like he was going on the yeah. path of he like. He's a little bit of a rebel. Yeah, it he sounds like he, Bad he, boy, he, bad boys for life. Those are self-inflicted wounds. That guy did it to himself. <laughs> but with, with that car, getting back to what I was saying, with that car and that photo feature, maybe the problem was the photo feature like the layout or whatever it was in that magazine, it didn't say the first, like whatever, it did. It whatever, said the first but bug, it just but didn't, it just didn't catch you. your eye. Agreed. You know what I mean? It didn't get like, like if they had put a black and white, in my opinion, if they had put that black and white picture that I had from that car show in the fifties yeah. and said the first chop bug ever, like then you could look at the store. Cause when you see it, it was red, purple and it was painted like seventies, eighties colors or whatever it was when he repainted it in the seventies. It kind of lost a little bit of its yeah. sizzle or something, or just like the dude posed up by it. But there's something to say for that. And the difference is with a magazine, and we're going to get into magazines in a little bit because we're we're going to rate the hot VWs, this, the year of hot VWs magazines, which ones are favorite covered. And this this I think directly relates to that. It's like when you're walking by a magazine stand, and the the issue, the '88 VW trends that I got with the girl on the cover with uh, with the uh, Tweety Bug. With the the Tweety Bug, yeah, like the when I was on Tweety Bug, it was um, it was the the girl with the sombrero, and she's next to the red bug cats on the sombrero. Cats rag, that's the one, fifty nine cats rag. Like the look of that cover made me pick up that magazine, and that's like a couple, you know, because with everything, was in, that a hot VWs or trends? This is VW trends, yeah. yeah. And it was like you you pick that out and you see it, and and the cover. When you, when you do a cover, I think you have to think of the consumer looking at the cover, not what you think is cool, but like, is this jumping off the shelf? Is this coming at you? That's how I got into Volkswagens was I was at the store with my mom and I was like, you know, looking at these cars and, you know, the one, it was Sean McClellan's car. That and cover. Yeah, it was like, trends. I, I was like, that was the first issue I bought in 99 and it got me into the hobby. And because it like caught my eye because it's like a rolling shot. It's a cool cover. Really I, cool I, cover. I have a, I have two two copies, two or three copies of that issue. Yeah. And because that's the car. What and what's funny is nobody knows. A lot of people don't make the connection that that was my black fifty six yeah. that was sitting on the ground that yeah. was laid on the seventeen inch fuchs like. People never made the connection, but I was looking at that cover the other day, and I was thinking, like, it looks like it's a little bit of a gloomy sky out. It's just, like, the color. It's not, like, bright, sunshiny, like. It was the butt crack of dawn. Like, they got up at 5 in the morning and drove up to Red Rock to do that shoot. But what I'm saying is, like, the the rolling shot just looks so so cool. So cool. That's what got me, like. I was once again, like, there's activity in that picture. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. and the angle of it, everything about it put that cover together to where it. I mean, even right down to where their logo is. Everything about it just looked yeah. good. And I yeah. had no I idea it was placement. a Vegas car. 
at the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to my first bug and I was like, what? You know, that's it's the, here. <laughs> Where's the, the guy? One. The guy with no hair with the billet sunglasses owns this with the yellow billet sunglasses and the zebra <laughs> cowboy hat that's folded up like it sits in his back pocket all year. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, you know, Sean's much a character as that car is, man. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's cool that that's part of history that the, the history that people can connect to. And then it evolved into the black car that I made it. And I personally love it as the black car, but, but I was making it my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I wanted that car. I, I had, I didn't w- like that car. I don't want this to come out wrong, but it, that car was not my style. When I got it, the reason that I saved that car is he had it up for sale he needed, we ended up doing some trade out stuff for his house and stuff like that. Yeah. And, but the reason I got that car is I know what went into that car. And I loved the car, the, you know, the basic shell of the car. I love the car. And I thought, well, I got to save that car, man. Like that was kind of my attitude with, with like, yeah, he was actually talking to me, like, I think I'm going to start parting it out. Like, are you insane? Yeah. Like, why would you get to that car? I'm like, dude, be patient with it. It's going to find a good home. In my opinion, I actually like, the way it looks now, how Kier has it, yeah. Yeah. I like it. He put yeah. the Euro headlights back on it, uh-uh. um, put the bumpers back on it. Like he that car is so classy it. looking. No seats are the same, but the oh. way built it, and the the diamond tuck interior and all that stuff. Yeah, but, he ha- he has the original the original seats. I had the beard the yeah. beard diamond tuck yeah. seats. I originally had them done uh, the other way, but I ended up switching them out to the I, when I drove it. I put the beards in it because I'm a little bit of a big dude and I wanted to sit on the ground and. Even if it doesn't have a ton of horsepower, you put some beard seats in it. All of a sudden, you think it's a race car. <laughs> yeah, you do right. start railing yeah. corners and stuff. For sure. But I liked the I, I, me personally, the way I had it when I had it, it was my, it was it my like favorite. A 68 Beetle. It was, <laughs> it, and and that's just because we got those different Rossies. That's because we got different styles, George. I am looking at those Rossies right now, hanging on the wall. Yeah. The black Rossies. I love the way that car looked. It looks sinister. You can't convince me that it looks it looks better with the bumpers. But it's my style. That's yeah. that's and that's the thing about buying cars. Like you buy a car, you put your style on it, and you make it. You put your own signature on it, and it doesn't take a ton of work. It doesn't take. You know that car ended up getting repainted because I was cruising it red and black, and had no, I would have never changed that car up had I not had the brake line not pop. Accident, my fault. Yeah, the brake line popped. Brake line rubbed up against shock, and, and I didn't I, realize it was doing it. And I we drove. Loved it so much. Well, I wouldn't say it's your fault because it was. It, at any rate, uh, the brake line popped. It, it got in an accident, and then Haggerty is a plug for Haggerty, bro. Like their insurance was like they just. I took it to a place. He just sent me a check. I'm like, boom. <laughs> all right, time to get it repainted. So when I got repainted, I wanted to do it all black. As much as I really hate black cars, my truck is black, my bus is black, that he car was them. black. But my I, ovals, my ovals but I, I, I dislike the amount of care that the paint paintwork needs and stuff. But what's well, funny if you look at behind Bill, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see three gray cars. I know. I go through my phases. Well, the Type 34 red, Gia. gray, black. Red, gray, black. Red, gray, black. The red, Type gray, 34 black. Gia was, uh, anthracite? was anthracite. Yeah, anthracite gray. I'd call that a gray. But, <laughs> it, but the, the the reason that I painted the, the Gia that color, and I was reading an article where I stole those pictures from today, that the guy had a blog spot where he wrote about the Gia, and he's like, and the night and the anthracite, it wasn't available in 1965. And but, but when I was painting the, my whole philosophy behind the Gia in my head, I, like I have a, a vision when I'm doing a car, like, and where my inspiration is coming from. Like we talked about the carbon cab, it's from if you guys go, if you search, if you Google search, um, that's not Strosec. What's the other company? Tech Art. If you if you Google search Tech Art Cayenne. There'll be a 
a meteor gray cayenne lowered on platinum wheels up against a brick background. The vision of that is what motivated the carbon cab. With the uh, Type 34 Gia, it was an early anthracite 911 that I saw because if there's a lot of things you, you got to pay attention to if you look at the Type 34. With the Type 34, if you look at the door panels on that car, there's a there's a pattern stitched on the door panel that's the same pattern as the 911. Like that, so there's little things like that 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 with me get me inspired to do, you know, like as far as like when I'm trying to put some kind of look on a car. But with the black bug, it was just like, okay, what can I do to simplify like the look of this car? You know what I mean? Because yeah. to me, it was like there were so many accessories, so many things on that car. It just didn't. It, it was like I'd look at the stuff that's coming out of Pip's garage, and I'm like, bro, how does that car? Like these cars he do look so good, but they're like so you know, kind of um, simple, you know, and that's kind of part of his philosophy, like less is more and just really trick out some specific stuff on it. But you were saying. <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah, moving yeah. on. Move on to the next one. Chris Addington, the rod, rod buster. Um, I brought that issue the, out here just now. Yeah, the attention to detail that that car is <laughs> and the stories behind yeah. it. Is, you got to see it in person. I mean, it's just like. And it's insane he's done it multiple times yeah. to that level. There's a, like, why would you take a car that's built to such a high level and then tear it down to like, oh, we're going to do it again? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So much work. The story was amazing. Yeah. Like, I was, it was just like billet, billet chassis. Yeah. Well, and he's, on the, and he's on the front end of all that stuff. Yeah. Like, when all that stuff's hot and new, and, and he's doing it because he he's an architect and knows CAD, and so he's doing – this is the merge in the in the time where CAD, where CAD is coming into the machinist world, and a lot of machinists are more old school. They can read dial dial indicators and calipers and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But as far as having them do actual like computer stuff, maybe they weren't really computer savvy. So with him coming to that world, you know, he's saying he's programming all the stuff while he's at work and then giving it to the machinist after the fact. So that was that was pretty cool. And if you if you look actually back at the timeline. That's when these things are starting to come in play, which I thought was kind of cool that you you can make those connections as like this is CAD is an updated technology, yeah. And then this guy who's in a cars starts dragging it over to car stuff, and he said and he said his biggest compliment was when Boyd came up to him and was like, you know, that's a real, this is a nice car, like you've really yeah. done a lot of work. It's like that's a lot of billet. Yeah, that is a ton <laughs> of it. but the thing is, it was also before there was actually a billet craze because yeah. he was so so early into it mm -hmm. that a lot of people weren't doing. Like when you go to a car show now and you got billet hinges and everything is billet on the car because they have a design for it, you know? Yeah. Like and he didn't have a 3D scanner. He literally had to map it all out. And I'm sure even CAD back then was, was probably hard. super archaic. Oh, no. So he, he had yeah, to he input every yeah. measurement himself. Like there was no like touch here, touch there kind of yeah. deal, you know? Yeah. I, and with one of my favorite things that happened from that podcast <laughs> is he actually signed a poster, one of those... Uh, I've got a signed poster from the Johnny Speed and Chromad that he had oh. that was shot in his front yard with him, his wife's car, his buddy's car, and then like his wife's in the background. And it's just like, you know, this ultimate player style, dude. You're just out there in your garage <laughs> washing your stuff. And there's, you know, just, you know, when, every time I start washing my cars, chicks just show up in bikinis. You I know hope he sent him back a bull run poster. Oh, no. He, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you think about this, buddy? There you go, Chris. But, uh, put it on the wall. <laughs> I got, uh, I, I did, I sent him some, I sent him a hat and some shirt. I gave him some shirts and stuff while I was there. But yeah, it was so cool. It was just cool to have that, man. Just to, and it was, 
And the thing with him was like, from the day I started the podcast, one of the first things, and it may have been, we got a listener out there, shout out to Ryan Corno. And he gave me, uh, he was like, dude, you got to get Rod Buster, you know, Chris Addington on there. And I'm like, oh yeah, Chris, Add-, you know, cause I'm starting to do the podcast. It's more like contemporary type stuff. And then we just flip, I just hit a switch. Like at some point in the podcast and really started seeking out some of these history guys and get some yeah. of this history from, from when we were around. And that was super cool just to, just to, you know, when I started trying to track him down and it wasn't too hard, you know, I hopped on the internet, looked up his number. He's involved with the bolt with the Bakersfield car club association, got his phone number, called him up around like, Hey Chris, how you doing buddy? It's uh, bill. Let's talk those podcasts. And everybody does the same thing. What? What's, <laughs> What's a podcast? What'd you say? Marble mouth. <laughs> I'm like, it's bill. There's no way that that rolls out smooth. Like, Hey Chris, this is bill. And actually matter of fact, who's reached out to me since then is, uh, George Delfino, who did the squareback, I think it was at, was it aftershock the squareback or aftershock was the notchback. I'm unaware. Yeah, I'm George Delfino, remember this the squareback that used to sit on a rotisserie like it was it was all it was a chopped it was and a the super modern gauge roadster, cluster like, road, like yeah roadster roadster squareback with a tunnel cover and stuff. George Delfino. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm just trying to set up to do a podcast with him because he and I chatted for quite a while or well back and forth on Facebook, but yeah. he had talked to to Chris and said, Hey, I talked to Chris. I, I said, yeah, I want to get you on the podcast, man. Cause I just, I dig that, that whole time period where it's like, what, what's he doing? He's doing this. I'm going 14 layers of graphics. Like, car shows were very different back then too. Yeah, like yeah. these guys were not at VW car shows. These were, we're going to Iaska shows, which are just, mm-hmm. the, if on my Instagram, I have the sun goddess buggy I posted up. Yeah. And that was actually an international car show association. Yeah. Isn't that local? Somebody and, bought yeah, that locally. Who's got James that? Brewer. I was telling him like, bro, let, just let me get this and clear code it. I'll get it running, clear coded. <laughs> I have some magazines from from car shows that were here. So I ask a car shows that were here in Las Vegas at the convention center. Yeah. And they would sell a magazine at the car show. I was at a, a hot rod show here in town and uh, Art Goldstrom show that he has in his little cul-de-sac over yeah. there. And I was over there and this guy, they had their little swap meet and I found three awesome things over there. I found that crown catalog that I have from 1976. It's got VW Datsun and Corvair stuff. And I found those three magazines and the guy that I'm actually buying everything from, I got his business card somewhere. He was the actual promoter for those shows here in Las Vegas. And right the, all the shows were at like the convention center and all that stuff. But it's like you go through the magazines and it's they're from like 82, 85 and something else. But they're like decent quality publications that have it's almost like a feature for every car in there. So and it's really it's a wide range of stuff. So it's it's good stuff. But yeah, that that was my big takeaway from the the Chris Addington is a creating a friendship with the guy because I hung out with the guy at least four or five hours mm-hmm. between day one and day two. And shout out to Chris, his wife's uh, going through some chemo and stuff right now, so Godspeed for her, and hopefully she she gets yeah. better. Um, uh, but I think she's doing. I think they're doing okay. And he's is still in the garage, dude, just cranking it out. He's working on uh, some cars, and I don't know if you guys follow him on Facebook, but follow him on Facebook. And he's he's that dude is doing stuff all the time, bro. Like right on a lot. So he yeah, that was that was probably that's probably one of my favorites just because what I went through. Yeah, you pursued that. You kept telling me about <laughs> bro. it. Bro, I'm trying to get Rod Buster. And I'm like, who's Rod Buster? And you show me. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Like yeah, literally, I, <laughs> I volunteered to drive the Celine up there that weekend to drop it off to some guy that I sold it to because I was like, I'm gonna take this up there. And matter of fact, I'm gonna stop at this dude's house and see if I can get him on do a podcast. And we pulled it off, man. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was super stoked. Good episode. Yeah, he has a great story. Yeah, 
What's next? Uh, Tori Tori Alonzo. Yeah. From the the I, bug. I movie. talked to him two. I talked to him two days ago, man, and I I, told, I talked to him about. Uh, I just kicked over my drink. Way to go! All these drink holders, and I kick over my drink. But you know, listen, bro. When you're <laughs> one a, of the best. When you're a diva, dude, that's what you do. Yeah. But um, I talked to him just the other day, and uh, we'll probably have him back on the podcast. Uh, eventually, just get him on, just do some guest stuff, and follow up with him on his cow looker that he's building. And he needs to come to Vegas and sit down and do a roundtable. Is yeah. what he needs to do. Yeah, because that Zoom. right after you guys and are he about- should be able to because he does he does work for Southwest, so I'm sure he can fly uh, fly go. out here pretty cheap, dude. So. I, I got a lot of positive response off of his podcast. Like people are like, dude, that was a really good podcast this week from his. He's like, a great he's a great storyteller. Great yeah. talker. Because he's he's on the movie. Conversation's right? key to a good podcast. Yeah. If you don't have a good conversation, it's a train wreck. So he's he's an excellent talker and he's been involved in a lot of he, a, a lot of cool things in our VW scene, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like the Herbie knowledge that guy has oh, yeah. in in stuff like that and the movie car stuff that he's been doing. Um and then even the 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 old car he picked up right after right after he was on the episode wasn't it right after that or oh the cow look bug yeah the cow look buggy yeah he, he just up. picked that up so he's been just and I follow, I started following on my Instagram and I was like he's he, he really has he really knows his stuff and yeah, it's just like his he, conversations are he, so good. he gets obsessive like he's like Rain Man with the VW Trans man he's like oh yeah that's uh, issue number fifty six <laughs> yeah. and it's got you know he's he's on it man he's you know he's he's he digs deep into that cow look stuff and he. You know, he, he scored on that bug, buying that bug, because it's like he's living in Pennsylvania. You get that stuff back there, man, it's rotten to the core. And yeah. so he snatched that car up out there, and it's worth, you know, the extra. I mean, he bought it for a good deal, and then he paid 1200 bucks to ship it out to him, and he started out with he He's told me the battery trend, that thing is pristine. Nice. So that's a that's a good little deal, you know what I mean, to be able to get something like that and and be able to start going down that cow look. And I've been saying, you've, you've heard me, George, saying this for years, that you're going to see 80 stuff start coming back. I've been saying it for years. Yeah, the and, Rossies. Mm, bro. <laughs> you That's and right, Ron. Yeah. Keep the dream alive. You're going to put a wink mirror in one of your cars? The, one of those two <laughs> over there? Do you see those two wink mirrors over there? One of those two over there? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rossies and wink mirrors here. <laughs> I tell you, I, wanna, but I think this guy's name is Mike Lynn. He was on, uh, he had that blue and white scallop bug at the 80s show down there. And he was selling it cheap, like eight grand or something like that. And it's and it was a retro car. Yeah. Like he built it to be an eighties car. And I think it has some freaking nice scallops on it. Blue blue car with white scallops on it. And I really want to Scott paint that one too. Did uh, he take no, it to the no, dude? this guy had it painted and he had it painted in Arizona and, and I wanted to buy the car because it was just such a cool looking eighties car. Let's but let's take I, it easy. You got enough cars right I now. I know, bro. listen to me. Before I bought Chop Rod, <laughs> I wanted to buy that car and I'm like, I just don't need that car. And the reason I sold the split is because the only reason I didn't buy the blue and white car is because it was a it was a tribute car and it wasn't like if it was a magazine car it wasn't I a real one it. yeah it was a tribute not that it wasn't a real one it's a it's a tribute car but it wasn't from the history the only reason I bought Rag Chop was because a the historic the historical significance of that car yeah because I don't need another bug it's like I've got a I've got a split window that's why I got rid of the oval I'm like well I got a split you know what I mean like and then I want. I, at some point, you get a few cars to the point where it's like, okay, I can't give them all the attention they need, and I like all of them. Like even now, having the rag chop there, it's like I have a list of stuff I want to do that car this year. It's gonna be. It's, I get to get ready for Grand National Roadster Show, and just to get it ready for that, I've got to fix. 
door poppers, put new tires on it. I mean, since it's come in my garage, it's just basically been parked there. I mean, listen, listen, we're three bolt Billy. We're talking about here to saw. I made <laughs> I sure she's four running. Four bolts on one of the BRMs. I'm like, oh, bro, good idea. look at four bolts is good. That's eighty. That's eighty percent, bro. Yeah. We're and whoever set up that linkage. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need going to, I on need there. the linkage dialed, and I got a, I got a, I got a. I'm, I'm vastling back and forth on whether I want to switch the motor on it or what I want to do because I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, do I want to, do I want to take it back to the like the easiest thing for me, easy, easy, is take it back to what it was when it had the 1641, and I could put my 1800 bird motor in there. Yeah. It's all black. It doesn't really match where Jim took it, and Jim had it, and he did the motor painted white, and he did a bigger motor, and so. That's where I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of all that, like trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But updating but, that engine wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, the car is kind of, let's say it's given its second life right now mm-hmm. because now it's no longer sitting in someone's garage rotting away. Hopefully now it's on the upward incline and to upgrade the motor, especially with something that I would consider error correct for, a Berg motor the from Berg the motor, same motor, era. That's yeah, what motor. I kept thinking. So that's what I kept thinking. So then it the way we want. And, and you put your you put the Bill T touch on that car, so... Even when the next person owns it, there is its phase well, it had with built in. And, and, and that's the thing with that car. My thought was like, okay, I have to get rid of the rear deck that has a giant VW logo on it. Yes. Because we know it's a Volkswagen. Let's add more VW logos to Volkswagen. I, so what nobody I, what knows I, what they are. So this is my this, this was my, this was kind of my plan with that car. My plan with that car was like, I'm gonna I have to do a narrowed front beam because I'm not a big fan of 135s and it's got 135s and they are literally I actually like the 135s edge. the Firestones look really good so you mm-hmm. may want to reconsider that and but I got, do one, do an I, I got those 165 45s over here but no, I don't know too small for too small I like a little I like a little square tire Tell those to Troy story he runs my, one of his cars My favorite <laughs> my favorite my favorite front tire that I had is a 1 175 55 that's my favorite tire, and yeah. they used to sell them. And that's the one that I had in the front of the Mexican Bug. One sixty-five fifty is a good for a four and a half inch front wheel. I don't know how big those BRMs are in the front, but I don't know. But so that car, so that car needs work. But I think with that car, like what I want to do is, I want I'd like to get rag chop where I just get in the car, turn the key, and cruise it, like be able to just drive it. And my issue right now with the front, the front end is without it being narrowed. I only want it narrowed enough to bring the tires inside the fender because I like a full fender well. You can order a CB beam to do that, which is even better. No one's even got to build it. Yeah. Two inch needle bearing from CB will tuck those wheels in exactly where you want them. Yeah, so I want to I want to tuck the wheels in, and then I, but then now it's like okay, but I want to do disc brakes on the front if I'm going to keep the twenty three hundred in there. Now if Easy. I put the sixteen forty one, there's no reason why you wouldn't put the front brakes. Not going to get the, uh, the drums, but I've. I hate drums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get rid of drums. Drums are drums. I know, bands. but listen, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Cha-ching, cha-ching is all like money. Like, yeah, I didn't need to the buy. The nice thing about that, you didn't say I need to get a Willwood front disc brake. You're no, like, I, know, I need to get just, a, like, just, a, just a drop drop spindle you, disc brake kit and a beam, and both can be purchased from CB Performance or wherever you want to get them from. And you know, and they're not they're not actually going to break the bank. It's not like you're getting a set of no. I hear you. I, it's, it's just, and that's the thing I kept thinking. Like, okay, if I keep the twenty three thirty two, so there's two directions I could go with that car. And I don't know how this turned into. Let's talk about what Bill's going to do with the rag chop. <laughs> I think everything's kind of gone back to Bill. Yeah. On these but things. well, I got a lot of crap <laughs> going on. So I'm, I'm just I, I, maybe I need some people to send me some emails. Let's and, talk about the bull run bus. <laughs> send me some emails and DM me on what which direction you think I should go. So there's two options with rag chop, right? So I either take it and retro back to what it looked like in the beginning so that means finding the vintage video gauges that the white face gauges that were in it when the cars first featured putting the black 16 the black uh, berg motor in there making it kind of period correct and then 
just addressing a couple safety issues in respect to the disc brakes and doing yeah. that. Dual circuit mass or, or option two, clean up the 2332 in there, make it more of a motor that I could take to the drag strip, put some M&H tires on the back of that dude, push, push a little bit towards a cow look flare, right, with the M&H yeah. tires in the back, because that car would look meaty with some fatties in the back, and then dial in that 2332, leave the four days on there, but just kind of more more uh, tied in with the car, get rid of all the chrome, do a painted engine tin in there, um, and then just update the performance. So the two is really, really the two differences are engine and back tires. <laughs> but I, if I yeah, make you the car- don't want to put slicks on those real BRMs. But, but if I make the that car- could be a problem. But if I make the car straight line fast, then what I want to do is, I don't want to just make it straight line fast, I want to make it straight line fast and stiffen up the rear, like do all that stuff to make it like, like I would actually go to the drag strip. Yeah. And then that was like, sounded like a lot more money. Yeah. So that just maybe, maybe we're talking about it. Trust bar for the rear. I know, but I don't, I, mean, but yeah. I, don't, I don't have a fat. Upgrade the gearbox. Like, but I want to stock gearbox. That's my problem, bro. I go to the car show and I'm like, I want to do drag racing. One of them is. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do. Both are snowballs. One gets out of control, though. When you got to drag race a car, no, you no. can't drag race a bunch of stock garbage underneath it. You no, really I hear put you. Money so maybe the smart money is I take that motor. I put my Berg motor in there. I say smart money is let's fix the linkage and just try to drive it when it has good proper working linkage. You'll probably enjoy the car. So that'll be your cheapest fix. I told you, or the Berg kit is linkage hardware kit from Berg and we'll fix what's on there. Whoever set it up has it set up so incorrectly. It's ridiculous. No, I know, but, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And then you could actually drive it. See what it's like with what it has now. What kind of linkage is on there? It's Berg link. It's just oh. set up so wrong. Like the angle is so out of whack. It, it won't work. I have like yeah, five maybe, Berg linkages. And maybe what we'll do is we'll do a video of all of the Berg linkage stuff. And then we'll George and I'll do a video of 100%. like, we can show here's exactly what makes the why. car, here's what makes the car suck to drive. Cause it's yeah. really annoying. Oh, it's hard to press. I the mean, throttle. listen, I'm going to be honest with you. The re another reason number two, why it's annoying is because the brakes are kind of fading a little bit. So I'm a little three foot driving with this action. And it's not good when, uh, when she don't, well, when the problem is when the pedal's that hard to actually even hard, get the bro. acceleration going and then it flops and it's you're like, talking about in a, in a stick shift car where you need that smooth transition and you can't get smooth transition because it's like, <clears throat> because as soon as you pass that point where it allows it to move, you have so much pressure on it that when it gives it the <laughs> throttle, it goes rod, you know, like, it's, well, the issue is when I'm driving I, in my head, I'm, ch I'm doing the Navy seal chant, you know, sm slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And then I go, <laughs> like, then yeah, I go right. and then I go, screw that punch it. Because <laughs> I'm clearing out the jets is what I'm doing yeah, when I'm, I'm punching sure it. When it's moving, it's fine to do that to it. But when you're trying, what I, my only experience is trying to pull into the driveway and like, wow, this is horrible. Yeah. And not to mention like when you're dealing with a Berg linkage, like Berg's whole thing was factory smooth feel yeah. on the throttle. And if you feel my bus, it feels factory smooth. I got a compliment from Moses when he pulled in the shop, like, dude, your car is butter smooth to drive. I like those kind of compliments, but yeah. that is not butter smooth. That is jagged yeah, hatchet hard. It, is it's, what a that little, one is. it's a little bit herky jerky, bro. Little, and that's what makes it unfun because here you got the stomping motor. But you, bro, to look cool, you got to be able to stomp it like rah, rah, and then just kind of cool out real quick. That car, you're gonna rot, rot, and you can find yourself on the median somewhere, like going up over the curb. So I'm gonna, gonna hold you to that. Order okay. the parts, and we will. will make a video to give to the people to show them. Like I will, setting up a proper. I'll order on the, the parts on Monday. Same day the diet starts, but I'm ordering the <laughs> Monday never comes. <laughs> Try Wednesday. Wednesday's always a bad no. day. No, listen, but we're going to get into that in a second. So, and what, what's left on your list? Um, Dan Ladderbetter from VW Trends. 
Oh, yeah, this was a good story. We talked about this a little bit on the phone earlier, but I want you to I want you to share why what connections you made when you listened to that podcast that you didn't know about. Well, the connection that that I made is when I got out of Volkswagen, I got I had to you know we all take a little vacation, from right? Volkswagen we take a break. Like, Every one of us has. And uh, in the late two thousands, I got into vintage jet skis and i was buying them all up because you know they were getting ready to ban them out here i can't believe they're putting these in the garbage (laughs) (laughs) and i was buying them left and right on craigslist 400 bucks 300 bucks and i was turning around and 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 flipping them and with that vintage jet ski comes like the vintage jet ski magazines yeah and dan ledbetter is part of he's pivotal in the splash magazine which is a vintage jet ski magazine it's kind of like hot vw for vintage jet skis for watercraft, for personal watercraft. Yeah, and he was, he was pivotal in in you know the creation of Splash Magazine, yeah. and I put that two and two together. And peop, you know, the very first issue of Splash Magazine is of a local guy here in Las Vegas. His name's Harry Harry Holland Gocher. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And yeah, and it's just like it's just like Javi W was. For, Let's say trends. Because he, he he was the dude from Trends. Yeah, so. but what I'm saying, like, yeah, like a pivotal magazine, like Trends. Yeah. Right? Or what got you into the magazine. Trends the, is what got you in the scene, so that should be your pivotal magazine, yeah. first off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it literally was your yeah. pivotal magazine. Um, so that's pretty cool. He had a connection in the personal watercraft world that you were deep into. Yeah. And then and I'm the, assuming bef- that was when you took your VW break. Yeah. So even though you took a VW break, you didn't get away from that. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's and funny. and I, I didn't know that. And then when he was talking about it, he he even said it on the mag, he said it on the, on podcast, the podcast. Yeah, that he was that you know, the he, that they did Splash magazine. Yeah. And I was like, I had no idea. You're like, oh snap. <laughs> and he went and pulled out your splash magazine issues and like look at that. VW connection yeah, again. People people try to find those too. They're they're hard to come by. He's he sounds like a character, that dude. I like to meet yeah, him. Dan, yeah, Dan. If you you gotta follow him on Facebook, bro, it's ridiculous, dude. He's, Is he not Graham? Bro, uh, I don't. Yeah, he's on the gram, but he's not. He's not throwing out as much stuff on Instagram as he is on Facebook. And his uh, his Facebook is just ridiculous, bro. He's just constantly. He's a meme fiend, dude. He's just like posting stuff, all, bro. It's pretty funny. I was like, does yeah. he have a job? But uh, <laughs> no, he's he's a good he's a good dude. I mean, he is. He's got a great person. He's another guy that's on the podcast. He's he's a good storyteller. Um, he really brings a lot to the table, especially with his history. The the most mind blowing thing that I learned from that podcast is like. Here's just a rando that ends up wanting to go and get a job at the magazine. So he's like, well, let's go apply. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no experience, no nothing. Like, just kind of rolls in. You Seems know? to be the norm for them photographers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to goodness. Everyone's like, here, take this camera. I don't know how to use it. And they all became photographers yeah, for the rest of their lives. Like, man, I need to go into a magazine how, that I want to work for. Like, that's hey, how everyone got their start. <laughs> I swear, man. Nobody was like, yeah, I was in photography for school. Yeah. And I sent my intern paper. Like, none of them have that story. Well, yeah, it's all yeah, like, that's, here, dude, go take pictures of that car show today. Like, all right. And they take it has off, same, you know? story, same story with uh, one we just did with um uh, i should have a list in front of me so i can remember this dude every one of them had the same story dean uh the the dude you just did from trends did dan letter better's buddy uh, uh, I, you just freaking did it oh man it was like probably four episodes ago but anyways like all these well guys. that was and that was episode 100 and that was uh i gotta go with look because uh, I got all the old stuff man in front of memory me. <laughs> i know man what's, what's going on i here? got old man eyes you got old man memory so but no, that was Eric Geyser. That's who that was, Eric right. Geyser. I, I didn't have to look. I'm just letting everyone know. It came to my mind, Eric Geyser. But, but didn't Stefan kind of have a very similar s- scenario? Um, Stefan I, I don't Sanzi. know, I don't, I don't know about Alex at Flat 4, but like, like 
you know, a lot of these guys who actually shoot for the magazine weren't photographers. Yeah, and it comes and it comes from like a hobby, and and but that's this that's also the same respect of like if you're into it, if it's your hobby, mm-hmm. it's gonna come out better. Like the, the podcast for me, it's it's what I'm into. It's my hobby. This is why. I want to make sure we put out good content. And when I listen to some of their podcasts where they just, they just threw it in, you know what I mean? For the last week, like this conversation we're having, people are going to love because we're just VW guys talking about VW yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what people really love. But when, when they it's like, like it, when it's like, a, love. no, no, they're going to love it. They're going to love it. Bro. My silky voice is on here, bro. Stop yeah, it. Okay. Stop it, bro. Stop. Put you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Go I see, ahead. It, we're almost at the bottom of the list. So, <laughs> all right. So what else you got? Uh, Wick, Adam Wick, Wick's racing. Yeah. Um, the technical, you know, side of things. I always just like, but not know. even technical. You gotta admit, those are some of the best stories you've heard on this podcast. Yeah. My to me, yeah, was, hands down, my favorite episode. I'm pretty sure is Adam Wick so far, and the majority just because his stories were so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and he tells a good story. He's That's another good, thing. He's a good story. He keeps you hanging you. on. Yeah. He knows how to hook you in, and then take you on the journey with him. You know, oh, yeah. when he made that comment, like as he's wrecking. He's just hearing or thinking about the $37,000 he still owed. Because <laughs> that's exactly what was going through my head. As soon as he said he was wrecking the car, I was like, he's like, oh, dude, he's losing thirty-seven, And he yeah. said it. And I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And I mean, we, and that's the thing with Adam. You know, I, I've been fortunate enough to, to bother him at his shop quite a bit, like show up like a really annoying customer yeah. and just sit there. But when you get him to chat, I mean, he's he, he's he's got some really good stories and he's got a lot of history in the hobby. And that's that's part of the and fun stuff. The great thing him. is it not not just like one story. Like he has literally being a builder and drag racer, and then getting out of that and just being a builder of completely different genre of off road racing, and how much bigger that market is than yeah. drag racing. Because drag racing, I'd say we're lucky if we have eight hundred drag racers in VWs oh, across no, America. No, not even not close even to. I know exactly. That's lucky, what I'm saying. But how many race teams are out there? I mean, how many race teams and racers mm-hmm. do all this off-road racing that we're lucky in Nevada to oh, have when you're surrounding talking about off-roading, us. there's there's hundreds, hundreds, if yeah. not, you know, just in the VW scene. Just in Vegas. And yeah. he had a, That's he not had including a, SoCal, the NorCal, uh, all the surrounding areas, Arizona, all yeah. these racers that are around here, Bro. it's so plentiful. And he had to adapt to the way that that, yeah. cha- that, the, that off-road changed. Yep. You know, it's not Volkswagens as much as it used to be. And yeah. the fact that he has and he's followed it and, and been a builder successful. of every one of those motors so it wasn't like well i do vw so i'm out of the game yeah it's like the rules changed this is the engine and i'm sure he thinks like most competent engine builders were it's nuts and bolts and parts and i know i can assemble this yeah. and build it or i'm pretty i don't know was he saying he's actually getting uh long blocks from chevy was he actually doing no on some of the some of the Ecotech motors. You, Ecotech. You, yeah. He is now certified to build a tagged engine, but normally you'd have to buy a factory sealed engine okay. for that Ecotech class. But it, it just goes back to like the question. I don't want to say how great I'm asking questions, but it was. <laughs> Holy a, but smoke. As I'm thinking about the. But no, as I'm thinking Getting about the question. Here. <laughs> as I'm thinking about the question, I'm thinking like, well, okay, how the crap do you transition from VW to V8 or Toyota or whatever? Like, yeah. do you go see somebody? Do they school you up on this stuff? He's like, no. No, we just kind of we got a little bit of knowledge from these guys, but we just kind of did it. Like, and I guess to some degree, some of it is overlapping as far as tolerances, clearances, things like that. But I think torque specs and assembly process processes and all those things change a little bit. But that, like, as he's talking about, because that's the thing that's in my head. I'm like, but how do you jump from like doing this to doing that? And there's with motors, there's so much 
I think there's so many, like, especially when you're building race motors, like there's so many little secrets for these types of engines or this, I was watching hot rod TV the other night and they were building like, um, no, it was not, it wasn't hot rod TV. It was hot rod garage, which is actually a really good show. It's one of the really good watchable build shows. And I like those guys. So shout out to those fellas, uh, Tony D'Angelo and, uh, yeah. And, uh, Lucky, Lucky, Lucky Acosta. Lucky Acosta. Yeah, both Lucky of Acosta. both those. If you guys haven't seen a good, a good show, that's a decent building show. It's a very fun show. Yeah, it's a fun show to watch. And one of the things is they were building an AMC engine. Like, oh yeah, the AMCs are notorious for terrible oiling, and so they tap the motor inside and run a hard line inside, a steel braid line inside from one oil hmm. galley to the other. Right. But the crazy thing, my point of bringing that up is, with every type of engine or different type of perform or, or different type of base for engines. There are all these little problems with it. All these nuances you have yeah, to know about. And you have to you overcome have to those know. to make yeah. to make them performance engines. So that's the thing that I was thinking, like, man, if you're an engine builder, like how do you switch gears like that? And how do you and it's because the penalty for failure is huge. Like you start yeah. building Toyota motors and they start seizing up, like you're out, you're done, your reputation's ruined in three races. And yeah. I'm sure that motor is, like you said, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for oh, an yeah. engine. So uh, yeah. you mess up two customers in one week, you could be out of business, literally. Like yeah. You know, and that and and that's where my head starts going. Where we're having these conversations, where I'm just like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I got to ask this question, and I got to ask this question because I don't even know how you're working that all out. You know, because to me, it's like you're you're got to be you have to be somewhat confident in your ability to do things because switching gears like that, there's a lot at stake. Yeah, there is. So, all right, you're so Adam Wick. That was a that was a good one too, man. And I've been chasing down for a while. Yeah, and you also teased him for like a year and a half. Oh my like, gosh, I'm, gonna get, bro. I'm, gonna get my boy bro, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, my boy is a flake, dude. I'm like, bro, you can't, his shop's like three blocks. It was from like here. trying to catch a silicone fish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you teased it on Instagram, or I saw it on Instagram. You teased it, and you're like, "Who's on the podcast next?" I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, that's <laughs> a good. One. And we'll have Adam back. I, w- I want to get Adam back here for a roundtable oh, just so yeah. we can. We can uh, shoot some breeze about engine building and some things like that. So more casual, kind of from different angles. Yeah. And last on my list is Elliot Vansel from last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just list, I just finished it up like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it's hot on the mind right now. It's a, it was a good one. And if you if you saw the video, I have a video of that. I don't I don't know if I can release the video just because it's not the lighting on his part's not great because there's it's, so here's some behind the scenes let's talk dub stuff that you'll get to hear about. There's been a few podcasts. Um, his, um, David Hurd from Soto, and I'm trying to think of the third one. There were three different podcasts that I recorded while they were driving around. <laughs> so Elliot's driving the whole time in his, in his podcast. Yeah. And that well, you don't notice that from no, listening. Excellent connection. Kind of good. And, um, well, he was parked a bunch, but he was driving around a little bit here and there. And then uh, David Hurd. The whole time I recorded David Hurd's podcast, he was driving home in rush hour traffic. There was there was one Jose. there was one you were. It was the guy and his wife. They were driving. Remember she she kind of like was chiming chimed in. in. Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember. Her, oh remember. yeah, that was the She's East a Coast one. <laughs> I'm just joking. East Coast, no, East Coast uh, women to be seen, not heard. That was uh, enough, woman. <laughs> that was George T. saying. I'm just messing people. So, but uh, that was um, 
uh, I can't think of his name, uh, engine builder from East Coast, um, Kurt Metzger. That was Kurt Metzger. Okay, Man, you, you guys are testing me, bro. There's there's <laughs> over 100 podcasts out right now. Hey, and I'm getting you because I've listened yeah. to them all. And he's yeah. listened to every one of them. Yeah. Well, guess El- Elliot also had good stories, the whole going does. to pick up the Frit thing. Oh, Holy nuts. smokes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one thing to go. Like, I thought I was bold when I drove to San Francisco to pick up a notchback once, you know, like. I drove there uh, back. I drove there with a trailer, San Francisco. That's how know? I got my That oval. dude went to the freaking eastern european area like prague sketch, bro sketch, i'm not going sketch, to prague gets, bro. you know what i mean you could be like there's this a where bag of gold here <laughs> <laughs> this is where people get kidnapped and they steal organs like and, or they or they or they uh they they kidnap wealthy people and hold them for well, ransom yeah, think about like, that dude like thirteen thousand dollars in prague let me do the math real quick like that's 14 million dollars yeah, totally <laughs> and so you fly to prague with that kind of cash, cash on you dude cash yeah, yeah. and not you a, don't know not a, not a cashier's check cash. would you like to see the car the car's over here come down german whatever that's the closest very nice there we go yeah. very nice you like the car we get in the car and we go for a ride like yeah no, bro, you find out the dude's got a bumper bolted to the front of a mule, man. You're in trouble, dude. They take your money, shake you down, and put you in a cage. Especially with that type of cash in his pocket. Oh, man. <laughs> but, that's a, but that's a cool story, and I think we get to that place in life. Even like, okay, the, this always comes back to me. Um, no way. The limo bug. No. <laughs> bro, Hang on. We talk about Bill no, again? Uh, Hang no, on. Hold on. The bull run the bus. podcast is this. We're talking about. There's a bull run bus. Do you guys hear about that? <laughs> no, we're talking about bull run bus in a second. Hold on, beer stretcher. Hold on. Hold on, bro. We'll no, get it but back in there. For example, but you can have those same experiences with a Volkswagen. It's like, I have the limo bug as much as I, I love the limo bug, which, you know, you can only love it so much. It's out in the driveway, dude. But the, the experience of like going there, Guilty buying love it. love is very different. <laughs> going there, <laughs> buying it, driving it back was just a fun experience. Now, Elliot's is on steroids. But anybody listening to the podcast can have that same experience, bro. You can drive. You can do something crazy, and, and you live in Sacramento and drive to Rancho Cucamonga and go pick you up a bug and drive it back. But it's it's the experience, man. I mean, I remember we talked about one experience where I drove to our cousin's house in Canyon Country, mm-hmm. and I got my 60 freaking two bug, bro, with like with with no interior, dude, just a sheepskin seat cover over the metal, no radio, I don't even know if I had a Walkman back then, bro. This is oh jizzle, dude. And I drove from here to there. Gas was like a dollar a gallon, dude. And I'm in a I'm in a sixty. What was the primer bug? I was, it was it was the one that got wrecked. It was a sixty four. I think it was a sixty four. It was sixty four before sixty four before when I when, and I drove that thing. I drove that thing to Canyon Country, dude, with one thirty five so inner tubes, no interior, dude, a twelve hundred cc motor, dude, slammed, and I was just like <laughs> mobbing, dude, like going down the one thirty eight highway, dude. That's two lanes of death, dude. You understand the Pearl Blossom Highway yeah, is Blossom. dead city, dude. And it, but it's like, I remember that adventure was just me. Like I don't even know why I just was like, and I thought to myself. I'll just drive this there, dude. Like today, would Bill of today get in that car, bro? I don't know, dude. Seven <laughs> Eleven be a tough. Like, <laughs> have to I, toss a coin, look, like maybe. Look, I would, I would, and I wouldn't, dude. Like I would if I was like mad, or I don't even, I don't even know what would make you me wouldn't. do that. Hey, I'll tell you right now, you wouldn't. <laughs> but it's like, I think maybe you we throw it on a trailer. I think and jump in your comfortable Dodge and tow it there. <laughs> and so that's gonna bring me. So that was your last one, right? This yeah. Bruce brings me naturally into our next topic, which was gonna be. New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. for Volkswagen stuff, and one of my resolutions, you guys will get to go next because it's my podcast. I go first. One of my New Year's resolutions is uh, road trip. 
We're doing a road trip this year. I talked to Elliot about going down to the Texas show. And they're I'm down do for the Texas, Texas Classic. Yeah. Or what, 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 what is his show called? His Spring show's Lines? Dub Splash. Uh, Dub Splash. I'm Dub down Splash. to drive to Dub Splash. I'm down to yeah, drive. Bro. But I'm going to drive back most likely. Well, whatever. Street cred. Listen, we're going to go there. It ain't easy, bro. You I got just, a bus like mine. Uh, it just hits that open road and it just stretches its legs. It's so easy. The road dogs. It just, it just eats up road dots. <laughs> so... Um, I'm that's my one of my resolutions is next year, especially after this year. Next year, I'm hitting a road trip. We're gonna do it, and uh, this is a call out to all you guys. When we solidify what show we're going to, that it's gonna happen. I want to see a bunch of listeners grouping up on that trip, and we all, you know, where where they're gonna come in from Southern California. We're gonna leave from here. We're gonna go through Arizona, pick up some more people, go through New Mexico, get some more people, yeah. go through Oklahoma, Texas, all that stuff. And funny. how dope would that be if yeah. we all just rolled up, posse deep, dude, a bunch of Volkswagen, bunch of burning oil headed. If this does happen, and you get some listeners out there to do it, make sure your car is roadworthy. Ain't Listen, no one bro. gonna be beside the road, man. Look, bro, I'm Here's a wave thinking, at you when I drive by. <laughs> like, like we could beep, do, beep. we could do. Elliot show mm-hmm. but if we were to do the florida one why don't we take your three-car hauler and actually just haul three cars up there we would get to florida we can bust out our cars and roll around with everybody and then three-car haul them back you no, know? no no we could I, I have no problem with that well i have no problem with that i just think it i just think at least a road trip to texas would be fun dude. i'm all about it and we got to do it i mean i've been forever wanting to go to the great canadian bug in and uh you know mm-hmm. now that with passports and crossing the border and the fovid and all this nonsense bro so um, I, don't, I didn't think canceled. They canceled that this year too, right? I think they canceled that because that didn't. What's I don't that? think that happened. The Great Canadian Bugging. Yeah, I think it was canceled. But I just want like I love like going to these shows, meeting other VW people, dude, and like you know just just. And there's nothing worse than going to a VW show in a different place and you don't got your car with you. Yeah, <laughs> you're like it's I remember going to a couple so, of classics yeah. and that's close enough and like being like, why am I here? Like if I don't have my own car, why am I even here? This is stupid. Yeah, you're it's jumping back, in your bus you're, with you like, oh, this is a blast. You're back to seventh you know? grade. Like, no, dude, yeah. I have a girlfriend. She lives in Texas. Yeah. Like she 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 doesn't live here. Oh, like, I got a Volkswagen. You don't have a Volkswagen, bro. Like, what are you doing here? But it's just one of those things where it's like you want to bring your bring your car there. And now with the, the motors and stuff that I've got in my cars now, I really probably wouldn't hesitate to drive it. I mean, it would be way more comfortable to drive the carbon cab with, with 44 IDFs on there versus the 48. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I, the, only, the only it. thing with the 48, well, because I, I remember my first experience with the 48s is I drove from uh, Clovis, California to the Sacramento Bugarama in the carbon cab when she was first done. And uh, and you can see that video on my Bill T Vegas channel. I, I should move some of those Bill T Vegas videos over to Let's Talk Dubs because I got a few videos on there. But if you search uh, YouTube Bill T Vegas, you'll find a video of me going to uh, my Kelly Park video. And um, that was in oh, 2011 when I drove the carbon cab. And it had 48s, and I literally ran out of gas pulling into my, um, like, just getting off the freeway in Clovis, like, brr, right there. Like, and, and there's no gas stations anywhere. Well, it ain't a Bill T road trip unless you run out of gas somewhere, <laughs> apparently. That's how right. we do it. So what's gas your gas gauge are for suckers. So, uh, Stephen, what's your New Year's resolution? For Volkswagens, I'm mm-hmm. trying to put together a new motor for my bus, 2332, because the, the motor that I currently have what's in my... the one you got now? It's, I have a wrong cam in it. It's, I originally, it was built for a turbo setup, and he's not turboed, so the yeah. cam is useless because <laughs> Bro, it's not turbo. Bro, you're doing this all wrong. Get a turbo. Yeah, so Problem solved, dude. I, that would be an excellent solution, but he wants to go 2332, naturally aspirated, yeah. not cut the bus up anywhere. Make it Sounds clean. to me like it's a lot less work to put a turbo on it, bro. Well, he's going to give the other one to his dad. His dad's going to turbo yeah. at that point, yeah. yeah. And then There's uh, a game plan here, and he likes my motor. 
He felt the power. He <laughs> saw it in action on the freeway. Bro, have you not listened to the top podcast? Dude, get a Type Four, dude. Snap in action, dude. I have a Type Four for my T Four bus. <laughs> you want to pull? You want to pull a tree stumps, bro? Get you a Type Four, dude. So you're gonna build a motor for your bus? Yeah, and that's gonna have the Fitech on it. That's what I bought the Fitech for. Is it a dual setup or single setup? Single. It's a single throttle body setup. Yeah, or? single body. Okay. And nice. then I'm also, my dad's in the middle of building a, he's doing a 62 double cab that I'm helping him with. So we're going to be, he's got it completely cut, completely up. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. He, he has one of my frame jigs over oh, there. Are you talking about the double cab? Oh, uh, SpongeBob's double cab from the bottom of the sea? That one? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it, it came out of Salt Lake, so it's it's pretty yeah. rough. So I gave his dad, Jesse, one of my, one of my, one of our frame jigs. Mm-hmm. I said, because we aren't using it, we only have one bus on it now and I don't have another bus we're going to put on it. So I was like, here, you can borrow this. And set your car up before you cut it apart. You know, Virgil explained to him, square everything yeah. now, weld everything in place, and then start removing panels. Because a lot of people have to make that mistake. They start cutting panels off of a car, mm-hmm. not realizing the car is now collapsing in on itself as, you, as you're removing these things without yeah. proper bracing and everything. So we hooked Jesse up with that so he could get his – because he, he knows how to weld. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to do it myself. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you could take this and do it, no, my man. Bro. I know yeah. a lot of people know how to weld. And then That's I'm also putting – I also, my 60 semi four ragtop car that was mine when I was 16, mm-hmm. I gave it to my dad. Now my dad gave back. it to my little brother. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a family car now at this point. It used to be a Baja. It's but painted. It's, it's painted. ready to assemble. It's been like that for years. It, it's, it was painted in 2014. Yeah. And uh, it, it was supposed to be my little brother's car. So I'm not super motivated to work on my little brother's car. <laughs> because you know, no, if you bro. finish it, <laughs> Why? he's just expecting oh, some all, piece, all of a sudden but... <laughs> the interest is going to come back into Volkswagen. Like, oh, cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks, Glad dude. I got this thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a beautiful car. And so with those three projects, that's what my plans are for this year. No, but you also got a Type 34 Gear collection, dude. That's, I do have. That's you bought, that, hey, you, you're uh, not, that'll be in the 2021 uh, New Year's <laughs> resolution. You can hear about the Gear plans. Because yeah. I was going to say, there's, we're to do the six degrees of Bill T, dude. And I think you got that Type 34 for me. Hang yeah, on. I did. Are you bringing it's this a, back to you? I am. What is going on here? It's a rare, what is it's this? a super rare color, <laughs> super right? Rare. Yeah, it's a C, it's a CSAN car, which is, according to Lee, it's one of like seven. That were awesome. that are known to still exist, Jeez. and Bill hooked me up. So yeah, no, <laughs> you got a good sample of the sea sand color. It's all it, the, all, all the interior, under the hood, all under the. Interior. So you can <laughs> get Everything. it matched. Well, I'm and I'm glad you got that car because like it, that car wasn't like I'm not gonna lie, bro. This is Bill T. You gotta get to know me because if you don't know me yet, <laughs> I went over to Steve's house, bro, and I'm like looking at the. He's like, I got a Type 34 too, and I went over, bro, and he bought the end over end, front over back, top over bottom rollover car, and I was like. A uh, bro, it was in a it was in a it was in a rollover in a field in Oregon. I believe it, in an earthquake, <laughs> and it was in the oh, and it was actually, the movie Titanic. It's actually out of Washington. But I saw that car. I'm not gonna lie, dude. This is how this is how bros are, dude. So I go over to this place, and I had two gears at the time, and I said, "Well, I got two. Maybe I'll build one stock." You know, stupid. I'm thinking like, well, maybe I'll build one stock, and then maybe I'll build one custom. I have an endless supply of money uh, yeah. and time for two type three gears. Well, I was gonna. <laughs> my plan was to rob a bank, dude. So I come over to Steve, Steven's house, and I'm looking for like uh, I came over looking for something. The uh, rear corner. Yeah, I think you owe me some window cranks too, bro. I need some window, uh, window cranks. cranks. Don't play. Bro. I have a lot don't, of Type 34 guards. Don't. Play. <laughs> Shh. We telling everybody. They're like, hey, bro. I seen you on the Hey, Battle Shark. What's up, yeah, bud? I need Battle some Type 34 gear. Yeah. I, I don't have any Type 34. They're bro. reserved. <laughs> for, no, no, no. You got some stuff because I tried to connect you. There's, there's Lee's got a guy looking for a whole half of a car. Yeah, <clears throat> and that rollover car might be a good candidate. Well, yeah. I gave you the guy like call Lee and get that handled. So yeah. now, now. Uh, I came over to this place and I saw his Type 34 and I was like, I'm like, bro, 
my wallet hurts looking at that car, dude. I'm like, you. He's like, yeah, we got this thing and this puller. I'm like, dude, why don't you just buy the gear off me, dude? Buy the gear. And then the gear, which what you thought, I think in the beginning you thought was kind of expensive, which was a really smoking deal. Um, and then you get it in the Cecian color, bro. Double bonus. So I'm yeah. stoked. I'm stoked for you to get it, dude. Yeah. So I sent it to Lee, and I was like, I think this is Cecian. And he's like, No, nah, it's such a rare car. It's a rare color. It's Manila. And I got the birth certificate, and I was like, it's CSAN. He's like, well, congrats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not going to lie, dude. Manila is probably the ugliest Tyler Gore gear. Right. Well, that, Kim's gear was manila yellow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it. It's just such a boring <laughs> color. Yeah. Boring. Well, yeah, it looks like a manila envelope, dude, and nothing comes in good packages in manila envelope, nope. bro, because that's what you get when you All get bad fired, news. bro. Like, here you go, bro. Here's your manila. I got your check. <laughs> All right, so, George, what is your New Year's resolutions for Volkswagens? Um, I would actually like to start – Doing some metal work on my bus would be an absolute miracle. Change out some of the panels mm-hmm. that I that I'm embarrassed that are on my car right now. Uh, obviously, and, and focus on knocking out my customers' projects. Yeah, and I think we're gonna try to find some time. And now that Stephen Hartlauer has been uh, allowed on the podcast, now we've got five <laughs> or six people have been allowed on the podcast that are just uh, locals. Um, we're gonna require them to help with the giveaway bug because I think we really need to maybe to start. Yeah, I got some sponsorship. This was out. a rough year, so the giveaway bug really got backburned. Nothing happened shelf. to it. This Don't was, worry, guys. This was an odd, odd year, anyways. It's, but it's, it's still it's, cherry because I got a BRMs in the corner over there for yeah. the BRMs I mean, in the corner. It's a free car, people. Relax. You know, if it doesn't come when Let's Talk Dubs provides you with a free raffle car, you'll get it at that point in time. We're not gonna put a date on it. Just. When when well, there's a raffle, li- car, I'd like to get some get some car. movement going on this this year, and I think 100%. I think I think we're gonna have to map that out on one of the podcasts coming up. Um, and then real quick, maybe get some sponsorship from uh, some of our VW community out there for that would be fantastic. You know, well we'll see. I'm gonna send some sponsorship letters out, and we'll hopefully get some people that will sponsor some stuff that we're gonna put on this giveaway car. I'm sure they will. I'm sure loud luggage will throw something your way for for sure. No, 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 no question. Um, they already offered to do some stuff there for that, go. so. Um, and it, what else is that it? Is that what you got yeah, for new customers cars coming out faster? And I got it. It's funny. I bought a diesel heater for my bus and it sat there for almost a year. Now I haven't put it in there. Should have I haven't put it in there yet. <laughs> Should have brought it here in the round. Table. As soon as I get a diesel heater, I will drive that thing in the winter time. No problem. Yeah. That's what sucks. Just freezing right now. Driving it. All right. So, uh, the last thing, the next, to last thing I wanted to do was, um, we wanted to pick our best, the our favorite cover for this year for Hot VW's magazine, right? So we're talking about magazines. We talked about magazines earlier about what makes you want to buy one. Now, I want to give you guys, I'm missing two issues here, okay? I'm, I, I'm missing them uh, because I don't know why I'm missing them, but I'm, they're not here. So that's the bottom line. So this is one issue that I'm missing is January, which, which is, is awesome, the classified man. Baja bug. And I'm missing. I'm. I don't have here in front of me January. I don't have January, March, or uh, the Doom buggy ones here. I don't have this one. That's actually oh, that's a super a, cool cover. That's a clean okay. bus. Well, it's a bummer you don't have that one. Here. I don't think I have the the Kindig one here. Kindig it, yeah. Uh, I don't see it. And then, oh, what, man, bro, what's going on? One, two, three, four, five. Three, you're missing. Yeah. Twelve months to a year. Should only be three, so that's three you showed us. Okay. Silver single cap was that a single cap or a bus? Yeah, it's a double. That cap. was a double cap. Double cap. That Silver double cap. Double cap. The, Ken Diggits was a double cap. The Ken Diggits and Scott Wyatt's double cap. That's three double caps within this year that have been you know, in Hot VW. And cover. I was, but hold on, I was going through years back here where I was flipping through years, mm-hmm. and I'm going to come up with some trivia questions like that, like what year were the most double caps in the cover? Because there's one year, like the year. The year that my double cab came out, mm-hmm. and there a couple. There was like it was like the year of the double cabs because you had 
so many double caps on the cover of the magazine. Like like three or four in a calendar year, which I thought was quite a bit. So yeah. and that's like this year, three double cabs on the cover of uh hot VWs. I'm gonna say for my favorite, Bill, thanks for asking. Yeah, it's George, tell me is, uh, your favorite. Is the April twenty twenty issue. Let me see if the camera can get that sweet pickle. You got it. It's like a retro Oh, that's a different it's, camera. It's a two scalloped you know. It's this camera here, George. Yeah, so he's the issue George is talking about is the one. That's what I'm going to, guys. That I see his photo on, guys. Um, Sharper than that. It, it's the one with uh, Alex Flatform Media did it. It's the Back to the '80s cover, and uh, it is with Heather. Um, why can't I think of her name? Heather Kennedy. Heather Kennedy on the cover, and it's got Bob Daniels' car and Aaron Kahan's car. Aaron. Both those guys were on the podcast in 2019. Yeah. And their cars were featured uh, in 2020, but I think they were photographed in 2019. So that's your favorite out of these covers. Which ones? Which ones your favorite? Which ones your favorite? So George, why is that your favorite cover? I like the throwback. First off, to having a model on it because, mm-hmm. like you know, when we got into uh, VWs, pretty much every cover had a model on it. So I just like the throwback. Plus the two scallop cars, mm-hmm. the layout of it, the way it fits in there, it's just done very well. It looks sharp. It makes it it's a magazine you want to pick up the two vibrant colored cars on the front of it the the pretty girl standing in front of them mm-hmm. just everything about it makes you want to pick up the magazine and see what's inside of it that's my opinion all right and then uh heart lower uh december of december of 2020 um the reason we ain't being is because it's a friend of ours scott wyatt's double cab yeah shout <laughs> out scott wyatt fellow and, well shout out to scott wyatt member. but that doesn't just give him the cover why do you like that issue it's a good shot. Because it's a good shot. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. I want to hear. It is a good shot. I, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I like it. I was actually just flipping through this because I was making my decision. And uh, So there's two reasons, actually, to like this cover. Because not only is it a fellow member of Las Vegas Volkswagen Club, Scott Wyatt, but it's also built by a friend of ours, Kevin McCain. Uh, Rusty Volks Restoration out of uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, built that car. Right. So that's, a, that's, like a two, that's like a double shout out on that because it's a friend's car and... A friend built it, so, yeah. and it's shot by Eric Arnold. It's yeah. uh, and another. Yeah, there you go. Third. And it also came. It, it also comes from the junkyard uh, buses that was the junkyard was featured the junkyard on the bus. Less Talk Dubs podcast. Yeah. Bro, yeah. we are all over this monkey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all the connections. Slow clap, everybody. <laughs> so, um, I, I, and I'm gonna have to say, I like a lot of the different. I like a lot of the different covers. I mean, the, the two that you guys picked, I did like both of those. Um, but since you guys picked those, I'm going to go ahead and pick one that's different. So I'm not going to pick the same ones you guys picked. Although my first go to was the was the one with the two scallop bugs on it because every, I think we're all getting nostalgic and I'm going to that '80s vibe. But I'm going to go even deeper. And I and it, for me, the last two that are toss up is the February 2020 cover, which has got a dune buggy. And it's got the groovy buggy on the cover. And the reason why I like this, I like the color layout on this. I like mm-hmm. that there's a yeah. lot of color. And when I look at a magazine and I judge the cover, I judge by, do I want to pick it up off the shelf? And when I see that picture, I like the colors. It, it grabs my attention. So I really uh, I really like that. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give it to this cover right here. R.I.P. Yeah. For Daryl Vatone, so yeah. that was uh, cool shot. August 2020 issue. It's a it's an old picture of Daryl Vatone, and and that transitions us into the next section we want to talk about for a couple minutes. Can man. we give an honorary mention to the German folks one because that is a pretty cool cover, like the three of them. Oh, the three ovals. Yeah, yeah. that that we'll give an honorary mention to that one. 
Yeah, the three the the, the three cruisers, the it's three a flip uh, around so they can see it. Yeah, the three GFK cars that are yeah. on the cover. Cool it, shot that's right the there. issue of November twenty twenty. So um but yeah, in respect to um these cars and Daryl Vatone, uh we lost him this year. We lost a couple people this year in the VW scene. Uh, we also lost uh, Esther Hollister. We lost her and Tim uh, Leventry, the sign painter from the – that you'd see at Octo all the time. So yeah. this year we he lost – a lot of logo buses. Yeah, we and lost – obviously a, E-Girl was a very well-known <clears throat> drag racer. Yeah. Very beloved within the VW community by a lot of people. This has been a crazy year. We lost uh, – a couple people we also lost uh, Henry Mendoza. A lot of you aren't going to know Henry Mendoza because he's he, – he, but if you look in most featured Vegas cars – He's done a lot of the upholstery in a lot yeah. of those cars. Like the Carbon Cab is one of his. Uh, Bill Squareback is one of his. Scott Moses' Double Cab is one of his. My bus. The rip gray convertible I built. Uh, Stephen Harlar's bus. Yeah, he did I mean, the Squareback. He, he didn't do the Carbon he Cab. He has done a ton one. of yeah. Vegas cars all the way from when Tom Carston was building things mm-hmm. at Classic VWs all the way to today that he was still pumping out cars. He did a car that's going to be hitting the scene soon is Steve Peters' uh, Squareback, which is very well done on the inside that Henry did on that. So, yeah, so- RIP to Henry Mendoza. Really great guy. Uh, local dude, nice as could be, and just did very clean, uh, meticulous interior work. So he'll be sorely missed in this town. And I think we'll, you know, we'll we'll dedicate this podcast to those those families of those people, and and uh, you know, those people are all part of the hobby, and it's part of the extended VW family. And it's a shame to see anybody go, and it's it's been unfortunate. And the last person we talked about, uh, Henry, was claimed by COVID. So. Um, Stay safe out there, guys. There's a GoFundMe for him, by the way. If you look it up, Henry Mendoza, uh, Las Vegas Volkswagen Club. We we threw 500 bucks at it, you know, for funeral expenses. His wife is actually in the hospital with COVID as well, so yeah. they're a pretty bad household right now, unfortunately. So, well, and he worked for the casinos. He was an upholsterer for Caesar's Palace, so obviously he hasn't gone to work in a very long time. So, but uh, yeah, so that's one of the other things that I wanted to talk about. So we we got the covers that we picked for best covers for this year. Uh, we'll put, put pictures of those up on the uh, on the blog, and then uh, anything else that you guys wanted to throw in there before we wrap it up today. Uh, just a shout out to all the LTD listeners, and a shout out to you for even putting this together, putting the effort into it. Because uh, I think as we get older, everybody realizes that a lot of the stuff that that we're into needs to be documented. The history yeah. of it needs to be documented. The stories need to be told and they need to be recorded in some way, shape or form. So shout out to Bill T for putting Let's Talk Dubs together. Me as, again. As, yeah. Hey, as a, and that's, I uh, know we're turning around on Bill again because he's the most amazing human being, but me again, <laughs> as a fan of the podcast, not just his brother. Um, I, I like what I'm hearing because a lot of the things are things I wouldn't normally care about let me say that like i would normally would like right. oh, yeah whatever and blow it's that not off. your normal interest story. yeah so shout not, out to you for that not yeah, not your all. normal interest. let's not drag it out too long because we're already talking about you quite a bit but I, no <laughs> we're not talking we're, 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 not, we're not talking about me we're, we're talking about getting knowledge to those guys that normally wouldn't flip a page yeah. or re- read a thing <clears throat> about i never read that, that article about the first drop bug yeah i had I, the magazine I probably I, I, I probably kicked around the toilet you know in, i in found my shop it and it just it just didn't grab me you know but yeah yeah to add to that you know like i listen to all the podcasts and they've progressively gotten a lot better from the very first ones to now <laughs> no they, they have the very first they, one's never been heard <laughs> i listened to the buddy it was Hell recorded ones. right there yeah uh the one you, you didn't the unreleased it. version <laughs> i said you can't have me as your first guest bro uh, um yeah and like you said uh capturing the history of volkswagens a lot of the history that i didn't know because i'm still you know i'm 35 so i'm young in this in the hobby but yeah. i've been in the volkswagen scene for 21 years yeah um 
and you know capturing the history with like Bruce Myers. That was this year. It was the first first episode of the year. Yeah. And uh, I didn't touch on that because we all you know respect Bruce, and there's more to it than you know than maybe just his story because everyone knows a lot of mm-hmm. his story. He has yeah. books that says so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just capturing the law you know this history would be lost if it wasn't recorded well and i think how I, many how many bruce Banks interviews have you heard none exactly so like that and that, i, I actually found a podcast that had one on there and it it was like uh it was different they spent more time talking about mexico than actually bruce's history and i and i think one of the, one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is actually hearing the history from the individuals themselves like the guys that were there Agreed. because yeah, like, one of one of the standouts to me that, that i remember that like for me was like a wow moment was like when I'm talking to Ron Fleming and he's talking about buying 48s for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm like, where'd you buy those at? And like, no one's ever asked. Yeah, I've never seen anywhere where where anybody's ever where asked. Where were him you guys getting question. these 48s from? Because yeah. everybody's running. Where were they coming from? Totally. Like, yeah. Oh, we go get them from Carol Shelby. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. And how cool right. is that? Yeah. Like, I mean, the just, connection to Carol Shelby. That's awesome, right yeah. there. And it's the same thing that when, when I start talking about the podcast and saying about like for talking to um, you know Claw. Dude, Klaus I'll, t- I'll tell you one that all these really, guys that just like thread back and forth. One that really pulls it in is the Rev Masters. When oh. you hear about how many heads worked at that shop that went off to do their own yeah. things and become pioneers in their own rights, yeah. so many heads came from one location oh, and yeah. branched out. It was super awesome. Well, yeah, when he when he says that the guys uh, that that Claude used to sit by the back door watching how they're rebuilding the motors and stuff, and yeah. he had a big wrecking yard because he used to buy a bunch of engines from Claude up in the uh, up in Bakersfield from Claude's buggy CB Performance, yes. yeah. and like that guy got a start over there. And the Scat uh, Tom Lee from Scat used to he's like yeah, that guy Tom used to sit by the back door and see what we had going on. Like this, so cool. it's so funny. So like cool. yeah, like the threading of all that stuff. And the crazy part is a lot of people. Don't know who Joe Horvath is no, that are really know. big in the impy and all the stuff, and he was the guy that hired half the guys over yeah. there. And couldn't have told you who he was. But I yeah. mean, realistically, a lot of these people, I've been looking at this magazine forever and never really even paid attention to Dean's name. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? And no, that dude's same. been pivotal in that magazine since the inception yeah. of it. And huh? who? Uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't even read who wrote the article. So like that, that stuff right. never really you just, been you just consume. Looking consume, at the article, consume. what is the car I'm looking at? Like I knew RK. Mm-hmm. Because RK shot a lot of cars locally in Vegas. So that's yeah. how I knew him, you know, but I didn't know any other one. Kiki, I met through you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I never even paid attention to those details, the yeah. details of it. And now I always look to see who shot it because if I really like the spread on it, like who shot that one, I'm curious to see that one, you know, angles, whatever, whatever's mm-hmm. cool about the shots, who did that one, you know? Yeah. So it almost makes you a more curious VW consumer as well. It opens up another, another layer of the hobby to you, like a historic layer. Uh, a threading the needle layer, like when you start, when they talk about like, oh, this guy did this, and then if you notice, you look at all of his photo features have a similar vibe or, yeah. or whatever that's their style. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, it's been cool, man. It's been uh, twenty twenty has been a great year for the podcast. Just tons of stuff. I keep getting more excited every time I talk to more guests, and when I talk to other guests, refer me to other friends and, and other guests. We've got more stuff coming up for you guys this year. Um, I'm excited to be able to bring more content to you guys. And hopefully we're going to be bringing a lot more digital content, video content to you guys. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that's uh, Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and also join the group on Let's Talk Dubs. And you guys are in the group, Let's Talk Dubs, the, the group. Don't be afraid to start a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, let's get deep into some of these 
behind the scenes stuff because there's lots of behind the scenes stuff. I can't remember it all, but I promise you, I got tons of it and stuff that I can remember or whatnot that I that I can bring up with the podcast to get you guys a little more insight into what's happening. So, well, guys, I appreciate you guys for being on the show today, and uh, we'll do this again, I'm sure. And uh, follow you can follow Stephen Hartlauer at where uh, Battle dot or Battle underscore Shark on Instagram. Okay, and I'm not on Facebook. He's hiding from his exo lady. Okay, go ahead. And George? George at the wagon. George at the wagon. And you guys know me. I got my Let's Talk dubs and also Bill T. Vegas is my personal one. But until next week, guys, later. Well, once again, guys, a reminder, if you leave a five-star review and some comments, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Our first shout-out goes to Pete Larson. He says, great podcast. He loves VWs. And now we get to talk some of our VW idols. Double Door 64 says, this is VW heaven. I look forward to the podcast every week. Great stuff. Great content. Keep it coming. Great content. A must for any VW fanatic from Dump Truck Smurf. So appreciate the comments, guys. Make sure you go give us a five-star review. Leave some comments. Get a shout on the podcast. And don't forget, you can always support Let's Talk Dubs by going to letstalkdubs.com. Store, merch, picking up something to support your favorite podcast to subscribe to our YouTube channel. This podcast has also been recorded and uploaded to YouTube as well for some video content and also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Until next week, guys. Later. A Volkswagen is a nice